0: You are listening to The Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. We know life is precious and your time is valuable, so thank you for making our show part of your day. Hopefully you can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. Chomp Cast, you know, giving you that double life EXP. Every show we do is streaming and downloadable at SwordChomp.com, and of course, wherever you download podcasts on Android or iTunes, Spotify, Everywhere, uh, Head on over and give us a kind 5-star rating if you can, or subscribe. Um, if you're feeling really frisky, go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. We have all sorts of cool ways you can support us there. Extra podcasts, secret Instagram pages, and more. Patreon.com slash swordchomp. Today, film and video games collide. Oh, <laughs> and if Martin Scorsese hates comic book films, believe me, he's really... Going to hate today's topic of the show, the sewage collection of video game films, some of which we will probably defend uh, to the death in some cases. Uh, And we have a ton of games to get to uh, as well, because it's been a couple weeks. Last week we did a short show for Valentine's Day. Uh, We've been hanging with the outcasts of the new Fire Emblem DLC, hatching void eggs in No Man's Sky and Ukulele 2 along with Ori. Uh, prepping for the new Ori game, set to release here, I believe, in just a few months. Uh, Shay was dipping into that. And poll topics that you voted on will be dissected. Topics like Sonic the Hedgehog having the biggest opening ever for a video game film that is... That's not a typo. That is real. That is not fake news. Um, Persona meets Harry Potter. Dan Hauser is leaving Rockstar. Uh, and much, much more. So you don't want to be... Uh, you don't want to miss a second of this show. You will be sick with yourself. Um, speaking of sick, let's get to some intros. The Rich Meister is here. Rich from New York. Um, so this is true. You've been you've been taken ill ever since you saw Sonic the Hedgehog. Is that what
1: happened? Uh no, it set in a few days after. Okay. Um That's they're calling they're calling it the chili dog virus. shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Really, Wow,
0: they're really getting creative with these names. You know? Yeah, no, I Notovirus. think it was, yeah. it's
1: just smart marketing.
0: You, you pair it up. You get a beer, and then you have your chili dog, and you have all, all the virus combination that you need.
1: Yeah, those parents were none too happy in the theater, but it was fun.
0: Uh, that's cool. i like to get some impressions on that a little bit later for you, man. I I know it's... I know you're not feeling, you know, maybe your body was just rejecting the idea that there was a good Sonic film. Like the, the idea of that (sighs) is so impossible.
1: I think I was really confused by the marketing. Do you, do you guys know like the, the weird, like marketing plug, the, the franchise that is plugged multiple times in that film? Uh, is it like a food? Outback
2: Steakhouse.
1: (laughs) Josh is somehow very close. (laughs) Really? Uh, Chili's. No, it's Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Wow! Whoa!
3: Wow! I guessed it. <laughs> is it really fake news? What? Is,
1: what is that? Olive Garden? There that's... are multiple references to Olive Garden in this film. Sonic talking about going to Olive Garden. Is there a
2: reason to advertise Olive Garden since they I, I don't have know. put basically every other Italian restaurant out of business in America? I mean, see, that's just the thing, though. Like. I I live in
1: New York. If you go to an Olive Garden, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? We have <laughs> yeah, real, it's we have like real whole, Italian yeah. food here.
2: Yeah, exactly. But everywhere else in the world, or in in America, they're they're all out of business. Olive Garden has destroyed every Which other. Which is a mom damn and pop shame. Italian place. Mm. That is a damn Josh uh,
0: Joshua Fowler here from Michigan. Uh, Josh, you're a foodie of sorts. What is your? So you're not a fan of Olive Garden. I could tell by the disdain in your voice. But where do you go in Michigan if you want to get good Italian food? I make it. What do you? The Olive Garden. (laughs) But no, no, like
2: Olive Garden isn't bad. It's just not really Italian food. It's yeah. It's kind of it's American food, and like you can get. It's, it's fast fine. food Italian it's food. Fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yes. Yeah. Olive Garden is fine. It's kind of. They usually have. Yes. The, the thing is for me, more, like, yeah. where I'm at, like, we, we have Olive Garden
1: out here, and I don't understand anyone who goes to an Olive Garden. I'm like, there are a million
3: actual Italian <laughs> restaurants <laughs> fucking everywhere. What is wrong with you? Uh-huh. That's the thing, Rich. Every time you talk about New York and, like, all the things that it has, I'm like, you know. New York kind of sounds like a great place to live. And then I remember you talk about getting mugged and shit. And I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. That doesn't sound <laughs> hey, <right."> subways <laughs> are really, I should,
1: I should send you guys more subway videos. Subway's Dude, I would are...
3: love that. I would love that. Cause I've seen fucking crazy yeah. videos on the internet. I would love to see some subway travels.
2: You, you've seen crazy videos on the internet.
0: That was, uh, I, I <laughs> guess, send me links. I
2: mean, I'm kind of surprised about it, Josh. It's a
0: crazy place. Mm. That was Shay Layton in Japan, being slightly envious of Rich in the rat-infested sewers of New York. Um, yeah, well, that's understandable. I, he does make it sound I'm jealous, interesting, man. Look, look, look... I...
3: Super jealous,
0: dude. I mailed something today to a patron, um, one of our good friends, Korn Space, and I was mail—I mailed him a copy of Death Stranding that he won that I was giving away, and um, he like literally lived right on the ocean in like some tiny little, some tiny ass little town. And, but, you know, right all along that coastline, I was just so jealous. Yeah, man,
1: I'm like 10 minutes from the ocean.
0: God. I know it sounds so dumb to you, probably, but I'm so jealous of that. Yeah, I could, like, here.
1: I could go, to, if I got in my car, I could go to the beach and back before you finish this podcast. <laughs> well, I, I remember that on the stream when you
0: forgot to sign up for PSN, you had to run your bank in 10 minutes, you're, you know, notorious yeah. for flying places very quickly. Yeah, You actually um, had to
3: go to the... The underwater bank. That's why it took him so long. We have a we have
1: a <laughs> what? Morgan. We have a Parkway that goes to the beach. It's just called Ocean Parkway. Do you ever go fishing?
0: How often do you go fishing?
1: I used uh, not Let's at, get at all. Pretty questions. much, nah. I used to go crabbing. Dead to me.
0: Um, well, I want to come visit you in New York, and we're just going to go fishing the whole time.
1: 24 hours a day. People wake up early for that. It's not really my scene. <laughs> it's not
3: cool. You just don't go to sleep. Just stay away. Dude, it's crazy. Like, yeah. Like, because I've lived in a few cities now, seeing how early some people wake up, because that's their livelihood, how early they have to wake up to just get out there and fish or crab is insane. Not for me. <laughs> Agreed.
1: About like, if that. we could start at, like, four or five... Yeah, none of that uh-huh. here.
0: There is um none of that here in Montana. I am General Mountain Time, uh, aka Morgan. Um here in Montana. We have neither an Olive Garden nor an ocean. So uh <laughs> I'm really missing out on everything.
3: You have an Olive Garden in Bozeman, you have an Olive Garden in Billings, you have an Olive Garden in Missoula. Not in my town.
0: Yeah, Not in my... And sadly we lost the one yeah. we lost the one Italian place we had here. It shut down. So Shay mm. will remember it fondly, Ricky's. It's gone. So yeah, we have nothing now. Nothing at all. I think Shayet is going away dinner. At Josh that is having restaurant. the same reaction I'm having
1: mentally
2: to the name of that Italian. The Ricky's. Restaurant. I know. Ricky? <laughs> Italian. <laughs> are you Are you sure about that, Ricky? <laughs> Ricky, you sure this is an Italian restaurant? They yeah, man. Ricky. <laughs>
4: okay.
1: Oh, so, like, hey, w- w- welcome to Neil's Sushi. <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Uh, never judge a vote by its cover, all right? Yeah. So
1: welcome to O'Malley's Ethiopian cuisine. <laughs> wow. That was really, that was really. We got that, feel. we got that sweet bread you like, you know the one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you guys ever go to that place, Reginald's Authentic Mexican Cuisine? Mm. Love that place. Love Reg. Oh, Reg is such a it's great It's Reginald dude. Bell Johnson. I love Reg it. Head. A lot of people don't know yeah. that.
4: That's a fan.
2: Head. <laughs> Big fan.
1: That's what we fans of Reginald <laughs> call <Yeah>. ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Religious. I think what I'm taking
3: from this conversation is we, one of us needs to have an alternate alias as, or alternate alias. We need to have an alias as Reginald and we need to open up a Mexican restaurant. Well, I think and we should just. brand it under sword chomp.
1: I think we should just <laughs> encourage uh, Reginald Bell Johnson, the dad from Family Matters, to open a Mexican restaurant.
3: Mm, oh, that right. works too. Very specific but I mean, reference like this, I this don't get, but... This is the year of business ventures for us. I mean, we're starting Whiskers. We're still working on that. Um, We're going to open up a Mexican restaurant on top of that. Guys, we have big, business big ventures. Plans. Yeah.
0: Rich, did you just make a Family Matters reference? <laughs> a yeah. Well, specifically,
1: wow. I made a Reginald Bell Johnson. That's true. Uh, That's I true. thought that was the easiest frame of reference. He was I also like in the- Die Hard. <laughs>
0: I like that your brain went there. That means it's it's somewhere in your close brain, you know, emporium that you could pull on I family matters. I think
1: about... You got a close brain
2: emporium? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Man, I have to drive yeah.
2: miles to get to one here. Mine's <laughs> as close <laughs> as the ocean. Hmm.
1: Um, I, I think about uh, 80s and 90s sitcom stars multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly 90210, Bell Johnson. <laughs> um... Uh, I think a lot about, uh, God, this is going to fucking annoy the shit out of me. The, uh, Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. What's his, mm. uh, Alfonso Ribera mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Continue. There's the yeah, theme here much going it. with your- <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. Uh,
0: well, on that note, we're not talking about 90s or 80s sitcoms, uh, but we are talking about films today. And we thought this would be good timing because Rich might have some hot takes to slip in on Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, but you know, right now, that's, that's the big news. Sonic uh, crushed it. And we thought it'd be maybe a fun topic of the show to talk about what makes video game films work, not work. Different examples that mean a lot to us, and the at Swordchomp Instagram community had I had so many good responses this week that I'm going to read on the show that we can talk about. So this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. um Holy shit, though. Yeah, I mean that's a poll topic for later. But just in case she has to leave, yeah, that's a good way to kick it off. Sonic uh, has the biggest opening ever. It went from being a meme, a internet joke, a disaster, a fucking dumpster fire to the biggest video game film opening of all time. $70 million. Holy fuck.
3: What right? is happening? <laughs> it was here's, pretty good. here's one thing. I want I want to lead with this. Mario, do you have as successful as a film adaptation as Sonic at this point? I rest my case.
1: Well, a lot of people like the the Mario Brothers movie. No. The, a lot I, of people, I,
3: I, is that like...
1: <laughs> yeah, you ironically. You're lying. Have, have you
3: seen the Rotten Tomatoes ratings of that? It's not good.
1: Well, you know, I mean, some of us
3: can't appreciate high art. <laughs> uh, well, uh, That's high, true. Yes, high. Ron right, Tomatoes go. people were pretty, pretty harsh on cats. And let me my tell official, you. My official,
1: my official take on that is they were really trying for something. <laughs> they, they were.
0: I can't get those Koopas out of my head. Not They're sure tiny what the little fu- fucking skull. Not man. sure what
1: the fuck it was, but they were really trying for something. <sighs> was that they was were. Dennis Hopper in that?
0: Oh Hopper, that's actually a poll topic for later too. Goddamn, I forgot to put that in the notes. Yes, I think so.
1: Was Dennis Hopper Bowser in that movie? Um, I just I just clicked. Uh, it says
0: Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, Dennis Hopper was President Koopa. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they called him President Koopa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they God. called him President. Well, he was an elect. He was basically Donald Trump. It's true. Like that's he was true. a Donald Trump us. like, uh, fucking parody. Like that was his whole thing. Yeah. I remember it was very dark,
0: twisted. As a kid, seeing like the that movie, like just the look of it and everything, was like weird. Because you know Dinosaurs you're already City, young, and, baby.
1: Yeah, it's just like, what is this? This is fucking crazy. Remember Yoshi yeah. is
2: like a photorealistic dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had that on on the like the the TVs. Last time I was at Reg's.
0: <laughs> At Reges, they just yeah. show Mario just all day.
3: <laughs> that's all they ever show. <laughs> no, that's Dude, their aesthetic. The, no joke. No joke. This this is something, like, I've never told anyone because it's just the absurdity of it. I used to go to this, like, restaurant here in my city in Japan when it was still open. They've since closed it down. It was called Eat. And they had burritos. And I'm not going to say they were great burritos, but when you are deprived of burritos, you'll take pretty much anything you can get. And they don't have, like, you have to go to very, very specific specialty stores to get, like, burrito-sized tortilla shells. So you can't even really make them unless you find these stores. And so I would go there to get these burritos. And for some reason, every time I went in there, they were playing Hancock, the 2007 Will Smith superhero movie. Will Smith, yeah. On <laughs> um, repeat They're for a they Hancock. But then they, finally one day, like when they were about to close down, they changed it to Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm. Nice transition, yeah. That's a good one.
0: If it's a small place, that's weird. Because I've worked at corporations, like store, retail stores, where they just replay the same shit for a year. But it's weird seeing a small chain doing that. It's odd. Well, it wasn't even, even a that DVD it was just, was just it was the one stuck in now. their DVD player. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just stuck in there. He just loves Hancock, man. Um,
1: all
3: right. They finally managed Maybe. to
1: get it out. And they were like, let's watch Too Fast, Too Furious. So, yeah,
3: they're like, let's double down. What's the Too Fast,
1: Too Furious? Can we You're just like, have a podcast? Ah, no
0: Tokyo Drift? <laughs> I just want to have a podcast where we just bash the Fast and the Furious franchise for three hours. Well,
1: why would you bash it? And then Rich would be here defending it. You <laughs> would just wait. Listen, the again, like, let's go back to our conversation earlier with Rev. Morgan, I'm sorry you hate fun. It's not high <laughs> art, but let's not <laughs> pretend we're going to those movies for anything more than watching an, a man enjoy a Corona and drive a car into a submarine.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe we have different definitions of fun. Sometimes I'll just say that. Um, anyways, this is going to be a fun topic because video game films are generally awful. If you look at pretty much any Rotten Tomato meter that's ever existed, I was uh, I pulled up. I was just going through the list of every video game film that's ever been made today, and this is not an exaggeration. The Rotten Tomato meters never ever peaked above fifty percent until the to- the newer Tomb Raider film. Um, In 2018, and then Rampage, weirdly enough, had a 51% Rotten Tomato meter. <laughs> Rampage, not, yeah, was all right. With The Rock? Yeah, weird, yeah. though. Still not technically fresh. And then Detective Pikachu and Sonic are both in the 60s. Um, Detective Pikachu is one percentage away from getting the 70%. So that is as high as video game well, well, hold, hold on.
2: <laughs> hold on here.
0: <laughs> Go for it. Go for it, Josh
2: one percentage away from getting a 70 percent uh-huh why why would you even want that extra percentage yeah who cares
1: 69
0: is a good number yeah you want to hold it
2: there no no like yeah it's it's a badge of honor
1: Mm hmm. it's true it's true um
0: anyways i just thought the whole thing is fascinating and i usually try to start off with something and like a quote or something interesting to read and i was just i've always been fascinated since i was a kid i followed uh the late uh, Rod Ebert before he passed away, um, who was notoriously having this like weird battle with video games at toward the end of his life, um, being sort of a classical film critic <clears throat> for the Chicago Sun-Times. But everyone remembers him from the thumbs up and thumbs down era. And this is the first paragraph from his Silent Hill review, which he gave one and a half stars. I had a nice conversation with seven or eight people coming down the escalator after we saw Silent Hill. They wanted me to explain it to them. I said I didn't have a clue. They said, you're supposed to be a movie critic, right? I said, yeah, supposed to be, but we work mostly with movies. Yeah, said the girl with the Harley t-shirt. I guess this was like a video game that you had to like play in order to understand the movie. I guess. I was like, wow, just reading that, I was like, this is... Fa- like..." The, the the distance that some people have from our medium. This is not. I like also. A, I think that's a bad take. <laughs> well, yes, it kind of is. But but I think the reason this comes for a lot of those classical people that just don't know anything about video games, and you see less of this now, um, is there's so much distance between their understanding of the medium that something like Silent Hill, a review. This is a very well respected, well written critic, one of the most legendary critics of our time. That's the first paragraph of his review. For Silent Hill. And it's just like, what the fuck? You know? It just sounds like an old fogey that doesn't know well, what the fuck he's talking Yeah.
2: Like, regardless of whether the movie was good or not, it, it wasn't. But It wasn't, yeah. But regardless, like... I liked it. The, the, the fact that that's the opening to the review is me and some lady didn't understand it is the opening.
1: That has nothing yeah. to do with it being a video game-based property. Yeah. It was just a bad movie.
2: Yeah. I don't know. It seems like a weak lead there. Yeah, yeah, I would agree.
0: It's just a storytelling kind of a way to, in, to go into his review, but I, I think it explains a lot of the, the distance and the confusion. A lot of film yeah. critics are coming from an era where it's like video games are kind of foreign to them, or they see their kids play them, you know? And I like that that's changing more now, but that's part of the the critical panning that you see there, but you're right. A lot of video game movies are just not great. You guys are not. I'm surprised. I thought we we're gonna have some Silent Hill, Silent Hill fans here because we had a lot of chompers. I think this the second one is
1: better. Weird. Um, okay. Still not great. The first one's not a good movie at all. It's like the opposite of how I feel about the Mortal Kombat films. Mm. Oh God. Oh no. The first the first Come one on. is watchable.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like. <laughs> I feel like. Listen, man, have a few drinks, pop in
1: Mortal Kombat. You're gonna have a good time.
3: (laughs) That's your solution to everything. Have a few drinks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Rich, what happens if we take drinks out of your life? Are you just never gonna have fun again? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, okay, now Jeez. you're starting to sound like one of those people who like you know, You're starting like, to sound like my therapist <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're starting to sound exactly like my th- No, I'm talking about, first off This is a bullshit person who exists You don't need this type of person in your life Someone will show up, like a friend of a friend I know Will come to like hang out or whatever And I'm like, hey, we can have a few drinks before we head out And it'll be somebody who like low-key is like Hey, we don't need to drink to have a good time And I'm like, well, okay, you've never had a good time Um,
3: you just don't fucking know it Have like four right. drinks all right. Well, that's how you want to live your life, buddy. I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to record a podcast with you. Yeah, yeah, and no, I I appreciate that. I get I get enough of it from my therapist. <laughs> right? But no, I think that's like whenever we look at um video game films, we have to consider the time frame to which they were made because a lot of these films were made in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s and video games obviously had a stigma. Um against them like a lot of people looked at video games as not a lucrative or viable um media source or even an art form and so when you're trying to go to a studio and our uh investors and be like hey I want you to um fund this I'm going to make this video game adaptation into a movie or into a movie adaptation I want to do this and this and this You're going to have, you know, almost every single studio say, no, this is not this is not at all, um, you know, viable. This is not going to profit, make me any profit, anything like that, because that stigma was there. But I think that was cool. What was kind of cool about the Warcraft movie, even though I didn't see it, I wasn't interested in it. I respected the fact that it seemed like an actual movie like that. They got the Blu-ray. (laughs) right (laughs) no but they like actual actually got the funding that they needed to make the movie that i think they wanted to make i don't Necessary. I don't. I never saw it, so I can't say if it's good or bad. But it seemed like, hey, there's that respect there that all oh, video games are lucrative. They are viable. They can be made into movies if they're done correctly. And I think Morgan, you're absolutely right. We've been seeing that kind of change in recent years. We've seen, you know, Detective Pikachu being, you know, semi-respected. The new Sonic movie, somewhat respected. I I think that's cool that we are getting to that point. Where people are like, yeah, video games are a, um, a an art form, and they are a viable source, and I like that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, by the way, um, Alexander Mosier said, "Silent Hill, Resident Evil, Detective Pikachu," along with our friend Daniel of DC. Um, oh, Daniel of SD, I'm sorry, change it up. Um, also said, "Silent Hill, Warcraft, and Mortal Kombat." Those movies are more or less stayed true to the source material. They were cheesy and done well enough to be enjoyable. Um, kind of a boring response, I know, but it worked for me. On the flip side, I hated Assassin's Creed because it tried too hard to be serious.
1: Oh god, I hated that movie so much.
0: See, I never I really it's weird to me to imagine that Michael Fassbender can make a horrible film.
1: It, but it, it, you know what it was? It he's, like He's so it, good it made a lot of really weird decisions and I, I couldn't even tell you like a lot of the bigger beats. I just remember walking out of the theater and being like, what the fuck was that? And they really? they tried, they tried to sort of like, expanded you it like it's in canon with the games and like events from that movie are mentioned in emails in assassin's creed origins
0: (laughs) email they got the email respect wow interesting
1: some really weird choices uh that i don't think we'll ever get a follow-up film to
3: that's sad i mean like i wanted to see it and i never made it around to it unfortunately one movie that i really was surprised by i'm not going to say it's a good movie but i was surprised by was the prince of persian with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, I I actually I never was, saw that. I yeah, was understand. actually fairly entertained with it. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and say it was a good movie. Um, or I said so I'm sorry, I'm not gonna say it was a great movie, but it certainly was entertaining. I enjoyed watching it for the one time I did. I I don't think I'll ever watch it again, but I think it was decent to say the least.
1: I I think what would put me off to that film, and this speaks not to its quality at all because I haven't seen it. Was I was like, huh? We're really casting Jake Gyllenhaal as a Persian prince? Okay.
3: Yeah, the whitewashing. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um, yes, I agree with that. And I haven't seen it, but I was curious about that one as well, just because of the performance. Uh, well, just because Jake Gyllenhaal, I respect him as. An yeah, actor.
1: and like no, no, but, deba- like not putting down Jake Gyllenhaal at all. A great actor. It's just like really, come on.
3: No, I I understand. <sighs> yes, hundred percent, hundred percent.
0: Um, well, that's well, okay. So know. Hollywood has ahead, a Josh.
2: long history of having you know, Middle Eastern princes and whatnot, just magically, oh, hey, you're secretly white at the end of the movie. Like, hundreds of years of of that exact plot thread.
1: Well, you're right, but it seems so much more egregious when the name of the film is literally The Prince of Persia. Yes, yeah. Right, right.
2: No, there...
3: I think it, like that issue weirdly enough not exactly the whitewashing issue and I know this is a little tangential things similar to that happen all over the world like a few months ago I can't remember if I messaged you guys about this but I was uh I was watching this this little Shakespearean play occur in my school like there's these actors that came and they they did uh The Merchant of Venice they did a very very like abridged version to show the kids and the kids loved it, had fun. And it was like an hour long. And there's this part in there where obviously it's supposed to be uh somebody from more Middle Eastern area. And they black like this Japanese dude did blackface. And I was like, what the fuck? And that still happens over here fairly often. They blackface over here fairly often. And I was like, Jeez. what the hell? And the thing is like I think sometimes that let, let let's be clear. I'm never ever ever excusing whitewashing, blackface, anything like that. So let's be clear here. I think some people like they find it easier to just put some makeup on than to actually find actors or actresses who are of that race or from that uh, nationality. I think that sometimes it's easier mm-hmm. to do that. And let's mm-hmm. be honest. I, I mm-hmm. like the the thing is like with in my example. I don't think um, that they're going to like, because it's like a local, it's like a company that they're going around to schools to do Shakespeare. I don't think they're going to be like, hey, let's outsource a, somebody from that nationality or race to come in here and just do an hour long. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. get that and that's fine. But it's but still yeah, like, jarring. Yeah. It's jarring. But like when you have a big production, it's a different movie, cultural norm. Yeah. Right. But when you have a big production movie, like a Prince of Persia, uh, for example, and you're whitewashing the actor. That's just, you know, it's, it is in poor taste, you know, for sure. Um, yeah. And I can understand why people would avoid movies that do like any kind of whitewashing or anything like that. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, P Bailey, two, three, zero, eight said a man after my own heart said Resident Evil because Milo Djokovic is hot. Uh, wasn't the first Resident
1: Evil movie all right? Because I remember they got successively worse after that. Um The way I fall on Resident Evil movies is, like, I think pretty much across the board, they're all, like, okay, but, like, they are not for people... Like, they do nothing for me that makes me like relate them to the games in any significant way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just kind of, they're like their own thing that I kind of don't care about.
0: Like you see the umbrella logo and go, oh, yeah, I get that. I guess like, Oh, yeah.
1: Wesker's here. Sure. Whatever.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's uh, I've never funny. seen the first. <clears throat> it's kind go of ahead.
3: funny. Sorry to interrupt Morgan. One thing I want to say is like, I love zombies. Never saw any of the resident evil films.
1: No, you don't need to.
0: Well, I yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I saw the first one and remember really like enjoying it as a teenager, but here's the thing. A lot of these movies and that I was looking up today, I saw as a kid or a teenager and I don't really know how like even the Silent Hill movie which I actually really really enjoyed, mm-hmm. I was also pretty younger at the time. So like it's hard for me to sit there and make a really strong case for them, like the Tomb Raider film, which I'll make for later because I saw that as an adult. But like, I just don't—I can't make a good intellectual case for those films because I don't. My memory's so foggy, and I couldn't sit down and watch them all again yeah. for the podcast. Are we talking you know?
1: about the new—the new Tomb Raider film? Yes, the new. Because I still Raider. have not seen that one. Oh,
2: Rich, you make my heart sad. You make me weep. Really? Um, This—this is—this is the thing you really are just. Baffled that he missed out on the new Tomb Raider film?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess he doesn't strike. Well, I mean, he went out of his
1: way to go see Sonic, for God's sake, the first day. Yeah, some things are important.
3: (laughs) Right. I honestly forgot that a new Tomb Raider film even existed. All I
2: remember is the giraffe poster.
3: Yeah, oh my God.
2: Oh God. It's so (laughs) frightening.
1: That was such a stupid controversy. That poor girl. Yes, yeah. She didn't so, deserve that, that. No. 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 I, was, I thought, <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ, that was so stupid. God. Uh, yeah, I think people don't know what we're talking about. That was one tell Photoshop them. goes so wrong. Yeah, they just some Photoshop job around her neck. It just made her look like she had a giant neck on the movie. They poster.
1: basically like they twisted her spine out like it was a screw. Yeah,
0: it was it was a little weird. But the, uh, uh, here's the thing I would defend the most about that movie. If you ever get a chance. To, I don't think it's the best movie ever. None of these movies in question are. I thought it was a like Shay was saying. Uh, I actually feel like it was a a really well-made movie, but the thing that it added for me that the Tomb Raider games don't have is they made her feel like, of course, they got an Oscar-winning actress, Alicia Vikander, to play the – sorry, I want to make sure I didn't pronounce her name wrong. Yeah, I was trying to make sure I didn't pronounce her name wrong. Um, I think it's Vikander, so I'm just going to leave it at that. And, uh... <laughs> I just want to give her that respect, God damn it. Um Alicia Vikander. Yes, I was right. Uh, she was an Oscar-winning actress. She basically added this really incredible... Um, she made that character feel real in a way that the games don't do. Like, the original games, obviously, like Josh always says, it was tits with a tank. Or, no, it's backwards. Tank with tits. Um, mm-hmm. Which is my my favorite visual. And... It's, weird it's choice go choice. on tank with tits yeah because of her the controls in the old games but there was no storytellers. and the newer games they do a better job of making it seem like a person <clears throat> excuse me but if you play like uncharted games it's nothing level to the near the level of humanity and like um, making those characters feel real that you'd find in a naughty dog not even like a million miles from me. So like what they did was they made her an interesting character and that's something that those games had been missing. I was like, wow, this is like what I always dreamed the true meter character like would feel like, you know what I mean? Like just take this, this is the opening line from the Rolling Stone review. Whoever dreamed of casting Alicia um, Vikander as this generation's run, jump slide Joan of Arc deserves a raise tiny and lithe and capable of either projecting lioness level ferocity or ferret like willingness um am <laughs> uh, ferrets uh, are known
2: for their strength of will <clears> yes God, they threw me off <laughs>
0: uh,
2: <clears throat> <clears throat> i'm trying to read around my off.
1: microphone here can we do like Williness. a t-shirt ferrets. that's like a ferret looks like a ferret wizard and it says like <laughs> plus 10 will <willpower. laughs> uh-huh.
0: sorry, Alicia, I've already ruined you. She's the ideal Laura Croft in a lot of ways. Her physicality doesn't feel superhuman, and her vulnerability doesn't cancel out her badassness. Um, And, like, I just thought that was the perfect way of putting it, and that's... I don't think it's the best movie ever. I think it's a really good film, but her performance makes it memorable for me. Um... But they're all case-by-case basis, right? Like, you're not going to go into Sonic looking for a perfect portrayal of him as a character. Like, That's you don't want...
1: exactly what I went in for, and it's exactly what I got. Hmm. A character piece? He loved Olive Garden just as much as he does in Sonic 2. That's the truth. <laughs> you know, they... Where, you know, um, at, at the end of every boss fight um, in Sonic 2, Sonic looks at the camera and says, Unlimited breadsticks. Yeah. Can we just get your hot take on Sonic now?
0: Because Let's I feel be clear, like... though.
2: Let's be clear,
3: (laughs) those breadsticks are fucking divine. Listen, they're bread. They're fine.
2: They taste like bread. No, that's like the breadsticks are unlimited because they 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 know your limit is like maybe two because they're not that good. What I think is weird about the Olive oh, Garden shit.
1: breadsticks is people talk about them like they're the best breadsticks ever. I think I would take, like, a Pizza Hut breadstick.
3: Yeah. Little Caesars. Crazy Crazy bread. Are crazy bread, crazy breadsticks bread. bread.
2: Over an Olive Garden breadstick. <laughs> that's and that's bread. the tea.
3: Look, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You guys, <laughs> you guys need to understand one thing, and then we can get back to the topic at hand. When you live in a country where they have no breadsticks... You will fucking think any breadstick is the best, best breadstick in the world. Like, here's the... Th- like, dude, I haven't had a good breadstick since I went back to America. In the three years I've lived in Japan... You can Japan, go to, like, a pretty well-assimilated Outback Steakhouse, yeah? I mean, they have... They actually do have Outback Steakhouse here. A lot of people have told me
1: um, in Japan, like, Outback Steakhouse is the most one-for-one experience. Really? Like, going to an okay. Outback Steakhouse in Japan is basically the same as going to an Outback Steakhouse in America.
3: Hi, you know, I've never been to an Outback Steakhouse, but now that you mentioned that and like, even, oh man, I might have to get some breadsticks today. <laughs> just like going to Outback Steakhouse. What do you want? Breadsticks. Anything else? No, just breadsticks. Just have a
2: whole fucking just bring buffet the of breadsticks on Which, the table. Uh, That's amazing. would be kind of hard since they don't have breadsticks there, but, uh. Yeah, they <laughs> get gonna a gonna bloomin- They
1: definitely have bread. They have like they have
0: they yeah, have no, a you bread get, basket you get a situation. You have a loaf of rye
2: bread <laughs> and like uh, a bunch oh, of Oh, that is good butter. bread. It's good. Gets, it's good. Get some bloomin' onions. Okay, mm-hmm.
3: get your food boners out of no, here, Josh, God damn it. Like uh I understand you're trying to help me and you know prevent me from making an unnecessary trip to Outback Steakhouse, but uh you just kind of ruined my day.
1: Mm. I think you should go anyway. The bread is really good. <laughs> the the bread, bread is far, far better than out than a uh it's like a cinnamon garden. butter and yeah. like a marble rye they, it's
0: they really got a big good. onion mm-hmm. don't they some sort of giant onion that you eat oh uh, that's yeah, tgi fridays they have
2: blooming no onion. no it's a bloom blooming onion is an outback i think everyone has stolen it at this point
1: you can you can order the, them anywhere but specifically, but, specifically but, the, the blooming onion is an outback thing yeah yes.
3: oh is it that's an Outback? A, okay a, then oh, yes oh, i have yeah. been an outback actually never mind and no, i'm like saying they're they're literally everywhere now you can you can order that Mm. I have been to Outback, and I did Mm. get breadsticks there. And there are, like, these hard, crunchy bullshit things. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, they were not good. I don't think you've been to Outback. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. Yeah. No, here's the thing. In Japan, they sometimes have different menu items. (laughs) For example, I can't get a shrimp burger at a McDonald's in America, but I can sure as shit get it in Japan. You can't. So they sometimes... What? You can't, right? You cannot get a shrimp burger in McDonald's in America. Okay. No matter how hard you ask. Mm. Right. Right. Ugh, so, gross. I'm telling you, there are sometimes different menu items. Like, if you go look, there are videos of where people are ordering, like, weird ass shit, like, ramen at the Wendy's in Osaka. So, like, what you would obviously never get in America. So, I'm telling you, I had some weird ass breadsticks at Outback, and they were not good. Because oh, I remember have having the bloomin' onion with it too, and I was like, Oh this bloomin' onion, because I had never had one it was fucking dope. But yeah,
2: the breadsticks. I mean maybe. Maybe. I mean if they gave you know a Japanese diner a whole loaf of bread, they'd probably be a little bit confused as to what to even do with it. So maybe they just go mm. with bread sticks in Japan. Maybe. Milaki breadsticks. Yeah. Maybe.
0: All right. Well, mm. sorry. You had a as, question as as about Sonic as, as fascinating yeah. as this? Yes. I wanted to just get your hot take now. I wanted to build up to a little bit. I mean, you, mm. you've seen it and people like, look, is it actually a good, like, I know you, fun, yeah. look, I'm with you to some degree, dude. I like, like if, if look, if I lived in your town, you were Hey, Hey, when I drink a couple beers and watch a shitty Mortal Kombat movie, I would be down, but I wouldn't, I don't think it's a good movie. You know what I mean? But I'm okay. I'm down to have fun occasionally, Rich. I'm down to have fun, all right? All right, we'll see. <laughs> it sounds like a sexual invitation. Um, um,
2: but, no, Sonic no, was... Uh, no, no, it doesn't. It, <laughs> he,
1: if you're Morgan, I think most things do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, wink, wink. It's a sexual invitation.
0: Uh, no, but um, I guess I should just wink.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think you need to. Uh, Sonic was... You know, it was fine. Like, it's a fun, light kids movie. It's not fucking... It's not gonna break down any doors and win any awards, but it was fun. It was. Um, can what I, I talk? What makes it fun? I don't know. It was just it was fine. <laughs> <God>
3: damn
1: it! <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's it's like the Olive Garden of video game movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind, well, no, that's just the thing. Like it, it doesn't do anything too egregious. Like it has a couple of good uh, wink and nod moments. I think the, the character designs are good. Um... I think Jim Carrey as Robotnik was actually fucking fantastic. He is pure. He's '90s Jim Carrey uh, stepped back into film. Mm. Ace Ventura's uh,
0: back. So, did you laugh? Did you find yourself laughing? On occasion, all? yeah. On occasion, there were
1: moments. Um, were you uncomfortable a, with the amount of children in the theater? No, it was a very late showing. Okay, gotcha. In the middle of the week. Uh, uncomfortable. And also with I'm, the I'm, amount of I'm children. Never un, I'm never uncomfortable with the amount of watching children a children's because, movie. Uh, you know, I don't see why I should be. Mm. Uh, going forward, uh, the James Marsden stuff and all that, like, his character seemed a little overfraught, like, yeah. with golly gee willikers, look at this crazy world we're in, Sonic. Yeah, I don't uh, like the There was a really cool remix of Green Hill Zone towards the end of the film. Uh, now I want to take this opportunity to talk to you guys about the intro to the film, the most confusing part of it. With this giant owl? Yes, the owl. Oh, good. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do, yeah. Uh, the film opens with baby Sonic running through what is presumably <gasps> oh, cute, presumably green hill zone. Is it cute? Yeah, he's cute. Um, and he, <laughs> he's learning about what it'd be to be Sonic. And he has a mentor figure who is, okay, there's a lot of animals in the Sonic lore. <laughs> but for some reason, they saw fit to introduce a brand new Make character. Make a new one. Uh-huh a photorealistic owl named Longclaw.
2: It's a photorealistic what? owl? Yeah. Uh and I mean that makes sense. Thing, I mean Yeah, no, of course if he's going to date <laughs> it, an actual human woman his mentor has well, to down be the an line, actual
1: yeah. owl owl. Uh <laughs> so Longclaw is out teaching Sonic what it do uh <laughs> and all of a sudden <laughs> Longclaw gets fucking strapped by these echidnas with bow and arrows. (laughs) What? Like Knuckles fuckers? Like, yeah. Do they look like like Knuckles? Yeah, yeah. They look kind of like the echidnas from Sonic Adventure 1. Uh, They start lighting up Longclaw and so Longhaul uses a ring to teleport Sonic out of his world and to Earth, and that was the most confused I was with the entire entirety of the film. And I was like, "Oh God, this is gonna be weird." But then it like slowly
2: got better. Okay, so, that actually sounds so this like is the best this part. is based out of the underground universe. Okay, all right. Yes, it's, I assume so. Because right. right
1: after that, they said, "Quote: Sonic Underground." He made. They made a vow: their mother will be found. Yes. Okay. And then, then Longclaw died. All right. All right. Okay. All right. all right. Good. I
0: just like. I just want to see Baby Sonic now. So you can Google it. <sighs> I, 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 I will. <laughs> oh. it's not quite what I expected, but it is cute. Um. All right. So yeah, that's the tricky thing, I guess, with these. It, so the Jim Carrey, as a nice throwback to the '90s, is like a '90s Jim Carrey performance. That's pretty. Yeah,
1: that's pretty he's. Interesting. Um, there's some weird, like, connotations with his character, like, some heavy implication that he's a goddamn war criminal. Okay. Uh, because he's a drone expert, that's kind of how they bring him in. But uh, it's like a ch- kid's movie, so they're kind of like, it's in the background. Yeah! Not really dumb, um, they, like, it's very much like literal war generals, but like, we can't bring him in, think about what he did in, in, the, in the East, like, yeah. uh, and, uh, Somebody. the Eggman moniker is dropped at one point. It is okay. Uh, okay. Sonic does end up calling him Eggman. Did they open up a sequel potentially? They... Uh, yeah, there's there's two post credit scenes that I won't won't talk about here. Two. You, two. If, you, if you guys want to know, I'll tell you what they are after the show. Okay. No, no, no. That's fine.
0: That's fine. They are the two
1: things to. you'd think they would be. One of them was in one of the trailers.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So, overall, you would recommend it. You would recommend it's worth your time if you. As, how about this? Final question. As if someone who loves. Look, we fought about Sonic on this show many times. Even when you were a guest host back in the day, um, we had some fun Sonic conversations. Like, you know that me, you, and Shay have an affinity for Sonic that obviously Josh does not. Um, did you find that this film
1: appealed to your adult sensibilities and nostalgia for some, um. Sonic? Um. It was fun. I mean, like, that's hard to say even because, like, it's, you know, there's some a few nods to the games. that are like, oh, this is fun. And I think they're doing the character justice. At, at this point, what I would say is, like, if you want to see this, you can really wait until it uh, is, like, available digital or DVD. If you have kids, you know, bring your kids out to see it. I think it's a good movie to bring the kids to. Um, And I, uh wow, it sort of seems like we're, we're probably going to get a Sonic sequel. Welcome to the Sonic.
2: Hmm. Oh, God, that's what but I forgot to mention. Before we move on. I, I, I just really, I feel like I need to push back at whole, against the whole adult sensibilities thing. This movie has no adult sensibilities. <laughs> I don't think any of us do. It, 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 that just, Nor do I, That yeah. seems like something we don't mm. really want to, you know, put in anyone's mind that they're going yeah, to receive makes a any point. of that here. No, it, and it's not in
1: this film or on this podcast. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, but I forgot to mention, when the movie opened, and this is the best part of the film, uh, there is a Sega logo, like Marvel Cinematic Universe logo style for Sega, and a wow. bunch of classic Sega properties fly by, and one of the last properties was fucking Yakuza. Like, Kazuma Kiryu was on the screen, and I'm like, oh, great, huh. finally, we're going to get the Sega Cinematic Universe. In the post credit scene, Sonic's going to enter a bar in Shibuya, and <laughs> he's going to be like, hello? And then Kiru's going to turn around and he's be like, nunny, And then we're going to go, oh, that. God. Sequel potential. We the kid
2: from Jet Set Radio. Be there. Movies.
1: Hey, hey, look! Shining
0: Force is in the Sega universe. Shay could get his dream right there. What dream?
1: Sonic's rings let him travel to different universes. There's our through line. <laughs> yeah, Shay would be the
3: one person in theater for that Shining Force movie. Nah, I'd go see that movie. I fucking would. No, there'd be there'd be a, at least fifteen people <laughs> in total. <laughs> there are dozens of us. There are. Uh, anywho thank
0: you for the rundown rich um i definitely want to see it with my my kiddos Um, but i think that's probably the problem that the detective pikachu movie faced like me and josh saw it and then we enjoyed it fair enough but we were kind of like you know it had a long intro that made it feel like it almost was geared a little bit more toward adults at times. Like my kid was getting a little restless in the first chunk of the movie. And I remember Josh was like, it's not a kid's movie. That's what he said on the podcast. He's like, the "Detective tech to Pikachu isn't a kid's movie. Yeah, I, I like, don't, huh.
1: I don't think this has the same, uh, like deeper narratives as that. Like, this is definitely a more lighthearted kid focused film. Okay.
0: Josh, you give me
2: a weird look. You did say that. I'm not putting words. Yeah. In your <laughs> no, it's just, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't know what it wants to be is the issue. Like it it's not paste for kids, but there's so much stuff in there that's like you know like children's humor, like you know, just yeah. really physical stuff like, "Oh, this will this will make the kids happy when they see it." But somebody it, got bonked. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's a lot of that, but it's not paste. There's not enough of that for a kid to be and then engaged through the whole thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's at its, it's best kinda, when the put pl- like it's it's, it's yeah. like the opposite pacing of most kids movies where there's tons of that and then oh a joke that's going to go over the kids head here or there to keep the adults interested it's like those ratios got reversed for detective pikachu it's like it's mostly there to keep your middle-aged dad who's been a fan of pokemon forever to keep him happy through the whole thing and occasionally occasionally entertain the poor child who got dragged along with them
1: so what it was missing was like a joke where the ceo of that company says that mewtwo coming back is fake news mm yeah, <laughs>
2: did you did you
1: see Detective Pikachu, Rich? Yeah. Okay. Well, you just said what it's missing. It just made it sound like
0: you were like hypo- hypothesizing. I'm like, I hope you saw that movie. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't stick with me either. Like, I'm a big Pokemon fan, and I don't remember thinking about that movie much afterwards at all, really. So
1: it was a, d- a decent film. Yeah, it was fine.
0: And maybe that's why eventually it. It it is technically the highest grossing I mean, we were, we were talking about the, during the week. It doesn't account for inflation, and I was digging around. And it's hard to find accurate inflation numbers. It really is. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I would have brought them to the podcast. I promise you. But technically, without putting inflation in, you know, Detective Pikachu is the highest grossing worldwide video game movie ever, but it's not by a
2: lot. And Sonic I heard here, first,
1: Folks, it. math hard.
2: Mm-hmm. Math, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah A, thought, like you're saying, most of them don't even take that into account, and then B, yeah. inflation itself doesn't really scale. It's not like with, we're getting straight numbers from well, any source. Well, like, it, <sighs> if you just take inflation into account, like it's it's not actually increasing along with cost of living. So, like, it's it's oh, it's even underestimating. there's other things to
0: vary, yeah. other variables to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. But, like, I just would be curious to know number of tickets. Number of tickets sold, to me, is the interesting number.
2: Yeah, you'd think that would be the easiest one to track. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, why don't we just go with that? Like, how many people watched the thing? That would be the... That's not going to change. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, obviously, there are more people, but, like, that still...
0: and I want to get to a couple more. Let's get some comments here as we uh, kind of condense down. Crumkey uh, said, Resident Evil. It's a fun movie to watch. Mila Djokovic in that red dress and those black combat boots. Kicking zombie ass. To music written by Marilyn Manson. Sign me up. Man, she's like selling me back on this movie. See, I got a lot, <laughs> a lot of people got a little hard-ons for Mila Djokovic here. Um, the two Angelina Jolie um, Tomb Raider movies, Tony S. said that. Um, because they knew exactly what they needed to be stupid fun movies. I kid you not. The second Tomb Raider movie that Battle I personally did not, I did not enjoy. The movie starts off with her punching a shark in the face underwater. Yes, <laughs> That's a real thing that
2: happens. <laughs> yes, it does.
0: I was like, okay, maybe these movies aren't for me. Um, but you know, you just you maybe if I get drunk,
2: want to buy that sort of shark <laughs> cruelty?
0: No, I don't. I love sharks. and I love Tomb Raider, but I don't love that.
1: Um, plus, you know, you classic meat love song.
0: It's hard to punch underwater. He'll, he'll do on, anything
1: for there. Laura Croft, but <laughs> he <We, nobody laughs> won't do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's great! I actually found two classic songs this week that I, I do like, and I usually hate classic music. So I'll talk about that later.
1: I feel like you're using the word "classic" very vaguely here.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, "Summer Breeze,"
0: "Summer Breeze." We're
2: gonna, all right. We're gonna get to this <laughs> part of the show, and it's gonna turn out both of them are new metal. You're like, what the hell just <laughs> happened? So you guys Il know Mino. the
1: bandit
2: Who <laughs> <laughs> Uba Stank,
0: the classic. Um, the reason. Uh, uh, actually, no, that probably will be considered classic one day, sadly. Let's see, do Dog you guys will... like ska? <laughs> no. Um I'll oh, know three eleven. Does that count? No, that's not ska. That's that's, uh, that's ska. That's reggae rap metal. That's that's ska. A date, Jason, Scott Jason. I'll give you that. Because you like to say something. All of the 90s
1: you know. was Scott Jason. yeah the entire everything was like ska like ska punk new metal (laughs) (laughs) ska
0: punk new metal 311 dog rules 23 said tomb raider movie from 2018 hey my man i saw that one in theaters and loved it i think it was pretty faithful to the series i also love which they did do a cool thing in that movie of having those scenes like where she runs on the plane as it's falling and and some of those they they actually remained somewhat faithful to the source material in an interesting way um i know rich you haven't seen it but i never finished the game so I actually was like surprised by some of the twists at the end and my sisters told me that it was pretty faithful to the game so, so the first like, oh.
1: game? Yeah the first game the reboot. You didn't finish the first reboot? Wow no. That's actually yeah.
2: a good game. That's really it's really good. It's an excellent game yeah. I, I kind of like the
1: second one too and I thought the third one was pretty boring The third one's great, the second one bored me so
2: okay.
1: we're
0: all over the place I Dude the third one's not that bad, the story's just terrible. It is that's kind of the whole thing. Well, I think the story and all of it. The first one, we don't have time for this, Richard. Yeah, we don't have well, time for this conversation. <laughs> so, we could, I could talk about these all day, okay? Um, but I was just trying to say that they did, it was interesting that they were able to keep the source material in there, um, but in a way that felt natural and not like too hokey, um, which is cool. That's cool. They even had, you know, Alicia Vikander kind of looks like the newer Tomb Raider and body type and personality as well, just much better realized uh let's see here i got so many good comments i'm trying to decide who to, to if you guys had one to recommend to, this is how i was going to end the segment anyway what's your go-to if you could think of your favorite the best example for you like i would say for me it's tron legacy as a cheap uh answer because of course you know tron legacy is the best video game film ever made um, that doesn't count <laughs> the movie based off the game based off the movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's all about a video game. It's a video game film. I know. It's like those people that told me yeah. Wreck-It Ralph in the comments, and I'm like, I don't know if Wreck-It Ralph counts. You know? It's like, the same Not if you thing.
2: retroactively go back and make a game about it. That's like kind of, yeah. That's true. That's true. That the arcade
1: true. in uh, the east side has uh, the Fix-It Felix cabinet, and it is pretty fun to play. Yeah.
0: Really? That's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Mob Gaming said, I really enjoyed the World of Warcraft uh, movie. What a great film. I don't even watch Warcraft, but the film made me want to delve into the Warcraft lore. Josh, you're the biggest Warcraft nerd I know. Have you seen the Warcraft film?
2: I didn't. I saw the trailer for it, and I'm like, okay. It looks like they're recapping basically all the orc lore from, like, Josh, it's thousands of hours of gaming. And they're going to try to it, it, cram this into a movie. And I'm like, it's...
1: It's Warcraft 1, uh, and they pretty much left the door open to start telling the Thrall story by okay. the end. Yeah. Um, it, I don't... It's kind of fine. Uh, I, I don't... It could have been done better. Like I, yeah. I see what they were going for, and I... Mostly, I think some of the, like, the CGI stuff is kind of mm-hmm. Uncanny Valley-ish, and that takes yeah. me out of it a little bit. But I don't... I, it wasn't bad. It definitely wasn't bad. Yeah,
2: it's an interesting thing, because that whole story has been kind of retconned into something actually good through World of Warcraft, and then, uh, yes. they, you know, retelling it again, but trying to do it in a movie fashion the, was uh
1: The thing that, that sucked strange. to me is, like, I, I don't think it did well enough to, like, we're never going to get a sequel, but, like, they they ended it by opening it up with, like, the Thrall story st- starting to unfold, and I think that's the interesting story. That's the one I would yeah. turn into a movie.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, the all the other stuff feels like it's, the background stuff like that's that's not the interesting character driven stuff going on there. They're like, it's all the and names even, and dates you have to know yeah, to, to get the and, good story later on. But
1: and some of the more interesting stuff is happening in the background without them paying it much mind, like the draenei and cages and outlands and stuff like I'm like, can we focus yeah. on some of what's happening here? Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: like world building is the biggest thing these movies miss often. It's the most interesting. Yeah. Um, at least for for me, uh, let's see. Uh, thank you for the comment, by the way. Um, Lost in Space 250 said, "You got some balls putting a picture of the god awful Doom movie up there." Now look, that movie it has might one be really awful. good sequence. It, it that fucking first person sequence is yes, wild. It's really good. It's wild.
1: The um, movie so, on the whole is terrible. <laughs> did
0: you? That's why I was sending it to you guys all week. Cause I was like, if you haven't seen this, you have to see this. Because when I was in the theater at the time, I remember looking at my friend and we're like, "Is this really happening?" Like, I saw that movie in theaters. Huh. At the time. It's a bad
1: movie. Like, let me make no qualms about well, that. Well, The
0: Rock was in it, so I had to go see. That was when The Rock wasn't making garbage. You know, that was his first garbage film. Um, I thought you say when The Rock wasn't making true.
1: garbage. The Rock is—he's in a lot now, but he's like a real movie star now. No, I that's love true. The Rock movie. Yeah, I had to smile what he was cooking. Yeah, me too. What's your favorite part? <laughs> Welcome to the Rock. Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, you had to. Sorry, Shay. Did you have
0: something you wanted to input there? I didn't mean interrupting. Just wanted to say the smell's cooking. Just wanted to drop the smell when he's cooking line. I got gotcha. you. Yep. Yep. That's all I was here for. It's, uh, pa- it's pasta. They went for it, but yeah, that movie is just all sorts of bad. Reeve Matt said Mortal Kombat just because the theme song is great, and that's true. Good movie. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. I, man, how many cheerleaders have danced to that song throughout my middle school days? What? Every time there was a pep, every time Where'd there was you a pep, go to school, what the Every heck time there's a what? Every time there was a pep assembly, um, the, they would always dance to the
1: Mortal Kombat song. Is that unusual? How much meth oh. was your school board on? Yeah, no, that never. That's not a thing that happens. It was New Mexico. So okay. Oh no, never mind. All right. No, I get it. All right. Question. Question. rescinded.
0: <laughs> God. Time Lord Burrito dropped a good one. The Angry Birds movie is the best video game movie adaptation. It only adds to the world in the game and never takes anything away, even though the game is just basically pulling birds back and slings. It's animal abuse. Yeah, <laughs> basically. But I watched that movie with my daughter, and she loves it, and it's actually kind of
2: clever. and it's not and bad. Shocking. I mean, it's yeah. bad, but it's not bad for a kid's movie. <laughs> like, it's, it's, you know, considering most other kids' movies. Like, it's just kind of, like... Again, it's got that. It keeps the kids happy, and it's not, you know, completely offensive to have on the background.
0: Time Lord Burrito said that Josh, this is the hottest take he's ever had with his friends.
2: That the Angry Birds Angry Birds movie is the best one. You know what? I don't think it's crazy. No, no, I think that's considering the competition. You could literally argue for any video game movie. And it's not like anyone could really shout you down and have any of their you know like there's 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 no stable ground here to, to pick a favorite and just be right about it. So I can I can see it.
0: That's what that's what we're all about, right? Being right. That's all anyone ever cares about. At least I am. Mm. <laughs> Rich is I'm surprised
3: wrong. nobody has mentioned Pokemon two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Is that weird.
2: count? Of course that was good a movie. big deal
3: I don't even know
0: if it's Very a good movie or not but I remember did, it was a big I mean, deal I just love that into deal, they gave anime away Pokemon cards they
2: did yeah Did I anyone Pokemon stick around Yellow for the and they gave me a free afterward?
0: ticket
1: yeah I enjoyed the film yeah, yeah they gave movie. you
0: a ticket to the movie in Pokemon Yellow when I bought it at the time a free movie ticket
1: Ash got turned to stone and I was like finally and then they saved him
3: Goddamn Satoshi well, always getting saved
0: I don't know why, for some reason, I went to Wikipedia and I had every video game film pulled up that went to theaters ever made, and for whatever reason, they did not list the Pokemon film, but it absolutely should be. That is absolutely a video uh, game I
1: game. don't know if I'd consider that a video game film personally. It's really? Just, it's it's an, in continuation of the anime. Uh, but you're pro anime. absolutely counts. <laughs> well, like, no, no, like, I could get, get the argument, but like when you say video game film, that doesn't come to my
2: mind at all.
0: Isn't it called Pokemon The Movie? Yeah. Po- so but it's like yeah. it is. It but
2: it's is it's direct following it up to into the anime. Anime. It's it's just an OVA that yeah.
3: But the but the anime is a follow up to what? The game. It's like this sp- well, no. it's like the it's like yeah. um
0: hold
2: pretty on it's like the sp- sh- I'm <laughs> pretty sure the anime beat the game to release. They were both didn't it? I'm pretty sure they came yeah. out the same no. year it but not. I think it, it beat did it. not. The game, the game came was out in, Amer- in America
1: That might not be the case, but also like, I don't know. I I just, I think of them as a very separate thing. Like they were tie in products. Weird.
0: Okay. Well, we'll agree to disagree.
1: Agreed.
3: Um,
0: Agreed. I'm not even, I'm not even necessarily
3: to disagree, Morgan. I'm not even necessarily (laughs) disagreeing. I'm just
1: saying in my brain, like when I think video game movie, that doesn't come to mind. Yeah. You know,
0: Pokemon, the biggest video game franchise ever. It's the word, the movie in the title, you know, I get it. Um, I feel that I feel that, Rich. Uh, no, it's it interesting. An, like, do you consider an the space? Expert, I... Do you <laughs> do you consider the Cowboy Bebop movie? Oh, no, that's
1: not a good example because there's no video what? game. I was going to say
0: you what? can you what? don't what? consider that an extension of the anime, right? You consider that the Cowboy Bebop
1: movie. I consider not... an, an extension of the anime. It's and the an movie that is a follow up
2: to the anime. It doesn't introduce you to any of the characters really. It just kind of starts and granted, it's like, self contained enough. To see... But it's just a I long went to episode. See...
1: Yeah, like I went to see One Piece Stampede in theaters. If I didn't watch One Piece, I would have never gone to have seen that film. Shay just made a face that I've never seen. I
0: love One Piece. Yeah.
3: (laughs) To watch one of the films in the movie theater? Yikes. Maybe you are a bigger fan than I am because, yikes. What's the problem, Shay? I think that's a very different experience in Japan, maybe. I think so too. But I do actually have an answer for our Pokemon question or our Pokemon. Yeah.
2: Uh, it was split between the other releases, which is why I had that confused. Exactly. So
3: the yeah. game was first released, and then the Pokemon trading cards, and then the anime in Japan. But in America, yeah, the game and the anime were introduced in 1996 simultaneously.
2: All
0: right. hmm. Okay. Interesting. Uh And this is a, this is a great way to end this conversation because somebody else, another one of our friends, Core Space, said, um. Mario, because when I was a kid, I was like, holy shit. Even though it was shitty as hell, it's fucking Super Mario. Uh, we were joking about that earlier. But he also said um, Resident Evil because Mila Djokovic. Rawr, everyone's perving on Mila Djokovic this week. This is, I'm not even kidding you. Like Half my comments are just... It's Jovovich, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was Djokovic. That's, nope, oh, bro. that's a tennis player. I'm sorry. Jovovich. <laughs> shit.
1: My bad. Mila Djokovic is an alias used by the Joker to trick Batman into thinking he's a pretty lady. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's
2: true. That is my favorite arc.
0: I, yeah. And, and, you know, that's a good, like, if you guys have any final thoughts on this, I think it was a good discussion. I would, Rich, Rich, if you ever get a chance on your board one day, I highly recommend checking out the Tomb Raider movie. I don't think it's the best thing ever, but I think as someone who's played the games, you would appreciate it. Uh, It's interesting, if nothing else. Um
1: I bought I, a, um, when that movie was coming around, it's in the box in my closet somewhere. Um, I bought a Tomb Raider Barbie for my niece when she's old enough. Is it, is it unopened? Yeah. Can you send it to me? No, no, man. Damn it.
0: I want it for my wall. I don't want to play with the damn thing. I want to put it in my collection. Yeah, we know exactly
1: <laughs> what the fuck you want it for. <laughs> <laughs> and it's disgusting. <laughs> She's
0: she's not gonna know it's there. You never told her about it. Come on, God, good brother
1: up. Where did you find that? Was it a licensed Tomb Raider Barbie? Yeah, it came out around the same time as that movie. I wrote an article about it. Oh, can you send me a picture of that later?
0: Mm. Not oh. for stop making this creepy. Stop it, Josh. It's S- not creepy. Just Google it. You're man. the one
3: who has told the story multiple times of you having a poster of Lara Cro- or Lara Croft during your teenage years, and you would constantly jerk off to it. How are we not supposed to assume that you're going to do something slightly pervy with it?
0: First of all, I didn't know how to jack off at the time I had that poster. Uh, that came later. So
1: <laughs> That's our show.
0: <laughs> Josh just took off his headphones. He just took off his headphones. Uh, what I'm saying is I was too young. I wasn't thinking about that as an expression of my lust, okay? Josh, don't do it. <laughs> and we're back all right um but you know in all seriousness i think the thing that's tough is that video games can have incredible cinematics and almost movies woven throughout them like the last of us right so it's hard and a lot of times from, from films to i think add a lot to that medium that's why i love games so much is that they're interactive um stories and films are passive right and i love movies as well but the thing is there are video games with great movies buried within them. And that's why I enjoy that. Like the last of us is a perfect yeah. example of something I played recently that I feel that way about the performances, the capture all that. Well, and it's hard to, if they made a last of us film, it doesn't feel like something that'd be interesting not, to me because what is it going to do? There's know? not
2: enough time for it is the thing. Like these are all such long form. Like even the shorter games are still long enough to be an entire series of a show. Um, yes. And it's just like, Basically, if there's enough story there to make something where people are actually interested in the story that they tell in the movie, you probably don't have time in a movie. And if there's not, why are you turning this into a movie? Um to plug Olive Garden. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's kind of I I really feel like we've done better with some of the other adaptations like some of the some of the TV shows, the Castlevania series is really yeah, good because it gives you it's enough really time good. to oh, kind of so get yeah. into a new like yes. those games have always kind of been like, okay, a new generation deals with Dracula this time. And this is kind of like an early it's it's good. It's really good. They handle more well, the of that. People next month. really I'm like the stoked. Witcher show because it's a full on you
0: have plenty of time. hmm mm-hmm.
2: If they tried to cram all of that into an you know, into an hour and a half runtime. Yes. What what problem. what would even be left of it? So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's just that you're you're losing too much in the uh in translation to make it worthwhile. Mhm.
0: Yeah. Try and cram these 500 hours I played of World of Warcraft into a 2-hour movie, please. Exactly. Well, you just cut <laughs> out all the
1: times I spent like 12 hours a night killing wolves.
0: <laughs> that's what I want to see. I want 10 minutes of you go, killing do you guys see That's the, real.
1: Do you guys see the World of Warcraft show? Like the first season is just two trolls on a hill killing boars. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. God, dude, if there was like a guy just killing wolves for 10 minutes and then slowly turning the pelts in one
0: by one, I would be like, it's like some Nicholas Winding reference shit. That's I would... like,
1: I think I think I rebuy that shirt at PAX every year. It's one of their shirts they always give out, like the MMO cycle. It's like, uh, kill wolves, get boots, repeat.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know what? The first night I played World of Warcraft, the memories I have of killing those wolves are is so good. I will, Nothing will ever ruin those memories for me. Classic. Oh, but that's another show. Anyway, thank Those you so much to everyone. This <laughs> fuck. Don't make me. Not afraid. anymore they didn't. I got all of them. <laughs> you got you got the whole family, Josh. You got everyone in the family tree. Don't um, leave I orphans. I think everyone <laughs> <laughs> Thank everyone who commented every Thursday. We have a question of the week, and we'll try to bring you into the show if we can. And this week, there's almost too many. I couldn't get to them all because I want to get to some topics before Shay has to go. Um, I do want to say this, though. If you are enjoying what we do and you want to support us, I want to take a moment here to really let people know the different avenues of uh, the Sword Chomp family and how we've grown. First of all, if you want extra podcasts... Let's say you enjoy the with the podcast we do and you and you don't mind throwing us a couple bucks to get extra shows. We do two to three shows extra a month. We guarantee two. Sometimes they're spoiler shows, chomping after dark. Sometimes they're just fun shows. I have an interview up with my wife that I did um, for fun for Valentine's Day,
2: and those it's go. Nice to our finally Patreon. get to to, to, uh, to know her. Yeah, for you especially, yes. it was it was yes. about time. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've never I've never talked to her. Finally yeah, I asked those weird. big yeah. questions. Yeah, I've never talked to her before. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a lot about her and the persona you can literally find the persona Harry Potter thing literally came up on the podcast. So it's funny if you listen to that, but, um, $10 $10 or $10 patrons get access to extra shows. They get our top secret Instagram page, which our $5 patrons get as well. It's a secret Instagram page just for the Instagram commu- um, patron community. And then we got a discord that we get everyone. Even if you just give us one buck, you get into the discord channel and you can meet other p- members of chomp nation, like minded gamers friends. It's like, it's, it's such a cool community there.
3: Um, it's great. It's great. Like everyone is super kind there. Talk about anything yeah it's great. It's a great community it's not It's not even like our community. it's the community that has come together as a result and I'm going to get in there someday. please Rich
1: <laughs> seriously, this is an ongoing joke. I've sent Rich that discord link a thousand fucking times. If you could put it in the Skype chat tonight, I'll actually get in there.. Yeah.
0: It's great. I I put the Discord app on my phone and I check into it as much as we can. Like the cool thing is you talk to our community, but we all jump in there as uh, as much as we can and have try to have conversations with people as well. Um, so it's it's really cool. So, and that's the community we want to foster. And of course, we have shout outs to bring you up on the show. We have if you want to get merchandise, I try to promote it, but you can go to uh, redbubble.com slash people slash sword We have merch. But the big thing is you go to patreon.com slash sword and you can just find all the different ways you can jump into, you know, the VIP members of Chomp Nation and their friends. And uh, we just did a Skype. Um, we're going to change probably this pricing on the Skype tiers. We just did a Skype before the show with one of our good friends, the Reverend Supporters. And, like, we're really getting to know these people, and um, they're helping us fund um what we, this is a lot, a lot of work goes into what we do and they help fund the the passion project so we're very appreciative of that mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun so thank you so much patreoncom chomp. if you have any questions shoot me a dm on the instagram and i'd be more than happy to talk to you about it but um usually if you're new to the show we'll do kind of a topic of the show rundown and then we get into any games we've been playing before the polls that we talk about now this week we have two um important games that shay had uh, delved into before he had to go the big one i wanted to get to first was fire emblem so if you follow the show you know we love fire emblem shay and rich have been playing the dlc um which has been titled does it have a title i forgot
3: i forgot i forgot uh Cindered shadows thank you rich it was some weird ass name couldn't even remember i've just been calling it ash and
1: wolves yeah, the name. yeah was just ash and wolves yeah
3: so so do they have a, their own banner
0: of like a wolf like all the other houses do
1: they live in the um, sewer.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a rat dragging a pizza around. <laughs> yeah, they're the teenage mutant <laughs> ninja turtles. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Um, as okay. as far as I know, no. And the whole premise of this um, DLC is pretty interesting. I'm not spoiling anything because it's at the beginning. But basically, instead of three apostles, there were four apostles, and. They kind of lived in the church semi-harmoniously. The fourth apostle was kind of like the secretive guy who lived in the shadows and um, basically seemed like an antisocial kind of guy. And um, sorry, there's race cars apparently going off in the background. I apologize. Um, But yeah, this fourth apostle kind of lived in the shadows kind of thing. And then something happened to the apostles, essentially and the fourth apostle the one who lived in the shadows he was uh he was the one who kind of founded this fourth house or he was the inspiration behind it essentially so the dlc starts off you are um kind of hanging out with the other They're house training l- right right yeah right so you're basically like hanging out with these other house leaders in the middle of the night and one of the house leaders subordinates come up and are like hey i just saw some suspicious looking character and uh he went into this hole in the side of the building that goes underground that's seemingly nobody noticed which was kind of funny but yeah i'm like you know i'll suspend my disbelief i'll bite then yeah nobody nobody noticed this massive glaring crater of a hole in the side of the the garrig mock monastery but okay we'll roll with it and so you dip in there and they kind of do this like simultaneous thing while you're going in there, you are hearing a conversation go on between, um, the other house members of the fourth house. And so you go down in there and then you end up fighting them. And then you learn that some characters from the other three houses actually have some kind of relationship with, the the fourth house that they didn't know about. And you start to get to know that basically this fourth house lives underground because the monastery, um, like Rhea and Sedith and the other people don't like this fourth house. They have something against this fourth house and then the story kind of starts to develop from there. And I'll leave it at that. That way I'm not just sitting here spoiling um, all of it. But that's yeah, kind of the yeah. premise and setup. It's a good there. setup. It, it has its own hub area
1: uh, It like which is this area underneath Garak Mach. Uh, basically you have your party in this consists of obviously Byleth the three house leaders and then another member of each of their houses who like, it's not, you don't get to pick the person. It's like people vital to the story. This story in particular, are the ones who join your party. Um, but I- I'm not very far in Shay, I don't and how much of it you've played. I've done like two
2: or three battles. Uh, I- I'm liking it so far. I think I'm,
3: Yeah, I think I'm on the third or fourth. It was a little strange
2: in- hearing that like kind of conversation while you're doing that first mission. Cause like, it starts off with edelgard talking to uh oh which, uh fuck um one of the other, like, which one was it i can't remember. one of the other house leaders but she anyway she starts did, did you know that never ending stuffed pasta is back at the olive garden yeah no, it was a crazy <laughs> plug <laughs> and then, and then, then uh yeah she's with emblem and sonic
3: decide to link up <laughs>
1: And that's when Claude comes up and he goes, I know you guys aren't talking pasta without old Claude. Right.
3: <laughs> right. Did you, Rich, how did you
0: access because... the, the, like, let's say I've already played the game, like how to I access? Well, hold on,
3: hold on. <laughs> you, you forgot the one part, Morgan. You're Just interrupting. Just asking a question. You interrupted the part where Dimitri said, you got to go fast. And then he zoomed out of the oh, crater. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Because okay, he He finished blue. the mission and he shows up with two bags of carryout. From Olive Garden. That's right. Did you know
1: Olive Garden has car service to
3: go? Uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) If we're not Uh, sponsored at the end of this episode by Olive Garden, I'm going to be pissed. Because they have fantastic unlimited breadsticks. And did you know they have this awesome chicken gnocchi soup? that I get there I every time, a and Nogi. I can vouch for that. It is absolutely delicious. Make sure you try it. Alvgarden, give the us money.
0: All fucking year. He <laughs>
1: was doing um, his plug. <laughs> uh, Morgan, to answer your question, um, it's a separate executable. Okay. So it's on the main menu. Yes. yes.
0: So how does that work? Like, Let's say I... Is it better to... Start like let's say I want to go through the Edelgard story I again. I do not
1: believe you can play it through the story in order. It's its own separate executable. It's oh, a side okay. Story. So it you is. don't
0: bring those characters into your the no. real game.
3: <gasps> well, no, 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 wow. no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the story okay. itself, like the side story, no, you don't bring them in. But you can access these characters in the main story. But it's it's not like you transfer them over. You don't do that because, like, like Rich just said, it, it is a separate executable. But you can access these characters in the main story of the game. So. Okay, so they would just appear
0: around the monastery?
3: Yes. Yes.
0: Interesting. Okay. And so also, you can have like up to. Yeah.
1: With that comes the new classes, like the Valkyrie classes back. Yep. Uh, like they've, they've added some older stuff back into, the, into this new Fire Emblem.
3: And
0: you can make, like yeah. any of the characters that were in the original game can change classes to those new classes.
3: Yeah, that's um, my understanding. I, I I think so. Yeah, and nice nice thing to add it too is you you can actually customize the outfit that Byleth is wearing throughout the game with the new DLC as well.
1: And uh, also, even mm-hmm. that's you don't even necessarily need the DLC for that. That was just part of the same patch.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's
1: a good
0: customizer. Point. okay. I didn't think about cus. Um, so yeah, because that's always interesting. If I wanted to play through the game again, how how would that be interesting to me per se? It was weird seeing like Edelgard and like Claude like in the same like uh story sequences when I was when I was doing research on the, the DLC. Because I guess they're all part of that group, right? Yeah, you right. have all
1: three house leaders.
3: Yeah. That's weird. Makes sense. It's though. it's interesting too, because like you're not doing a lot like there's almost no like sims aspect to the dlc like you're not going in there building your relationships with these people it's like you can talk to them and they give you kind of some story backstory about what's going on or their own perspectives of it and you even actually get some interesting conversations between some of the house leaders but yeah you're not like doing the tea ceremony stuff like you were doing in the main game so this one is primarily focused on rolling out the story and getting you into more combat. And the combat in the, because I went on hard, Rich, I don't know if you did or not, but fuck is it hard. I have I've gamed over, I think is on the third or fourth battle twice yeah, now, I, and I've not gamed over at all in the main game. I had to restart that first battle because I fucked it up royally. Wow, so it's way,
0: that might be more... That's crazy because I remember Josh saying that he thought the main game was a little easy for him. So maybe this is more up his alley as far as so it's like traditional Fire Emblem difficulty kind of a thing.
3: Dude, it's fucking hard. Yeah, yeah I it's would say really so. Really mm-hmm. fucking hard. Man,
0: that's crazy. I don't. I guess that's a good thing. How are the? I want to know how the characters are like as people. Like they're all fully voiced and acted. They're and all that stuff.
1: Uh, they're the cool goth kids of Garrick Mach.
0: Yeah. Okay. Any new love interests cropping up in there?
3: No, because you can't do. There's remember, no social no, aspect. Yeah. Yeah. There's no Sims element to that. But so even when they be, come back to the well, hold okay. on. Okay. That's Well, that, that say, would be in a because in a, they transfer main file. over. They might. Yeah. 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 But as far like so, you there are two male and two female characters that are introduced. Um, the males, the main male character's name, I believe, is Ash. Am I correct in that, Rich?
1: Yeah, I believe so. they the bigger guy, right?
3: Yeah, he's he's like the typical he came in type of character who he's like Bruiser, the handsome yeah. guy with the nice hair, you know, like that kind of character. Uh he's cool. He's very like, he's not the most powerful attacker in the game, but he definitely <laughs> like, he's very good in combat in the sense that like, he has some really good abilities. Uh, You have the other male character. He's this like towering dude. And he has, he has a relationship and I'm not going to spoil this. It's a minor spoiler, but I'm not going to spoil it. He has a relationship to someone else from the main game. And he is a super powerful character. He uses he uses the knuckles really well, and he has the this special item that he comes with, and they look like these massive like claw fists. He's a super powerful character. Um, the two female characters that they introduced, one is um they they're both magic users actually, if I remember correctly. One
1: of them is a Valkyrie.
3: Yeah, one of them is a Valkyrie. Um, and she. She's the one who does more of like the the light magic. Am I correct in that? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yes. I can't remember her name. To be honest with you, I can't remember. I, I don't remember the most of the
1: new character names. names yeah. Be...
3: Oh, Constance. Constance. That's it. Constance is the, I believe, the Valkyrie, and she's um, she's kind of similar to Mercedes in terms of personality. Um, is if she you the guys blonde one, Mercedes? Yes, Constance's yes. Same with Mercedes; okay. they're both blonde. So
0: she's kind of like holy and pious, kind of. Yes, mm-hmm.
3: yes. She's she's she talks like whatever. Do you possibly mean like that kind of character? Very similar to Constance, but there's a slight edge to her because obviously she, like Rich said, goth kids. Um, there and then the, the fourth character I she's like a d- she's a dark magic user. Um, she's powerful too. Like they're all very powerful characters. And what's cool about all of them is um generally when you attack with them unless certain conditions happen that basically you can move them out of combat the same way that you could do with like uh ferdinand if you played with the black eagles or some of the other characters uh so they get like double moves like so they get an action move kind of like D and D. they get an action move and then they get a passive move can i get that bonus action right i hey Any bonus action, I'll take. But yeah, no, they're really cool characters. They're really fleshed out. Um, The Voice acting is done very well. Uh, It's the same quality as it was the main game. The only major differences are obviously the story. Uh, There's no sim element to the side stuff. And then the difficulty is ramped up a ton. At least it was for me. Yeah, I I feel the same way.
0: Sorry, the important thing to distinguish is that there are some elements from what I'm reading, but you just play the game like normal and those people are in Garrick Mach. So you're right. If you play the side story specifically, it is a contained thing, but it looks well, that's like...
1: what we're saying. I mean, the expansion is the, yeah, the side story. Like yeah. that's, right. that, that's what we said. But all you're talking about is, like, there's no new content. They're just... You can access them in the main game now. We're, we're talking about the actual expansion, which has no sim elements.
0: But yes, but right. I would imagine if you can, like... uh if they go into the main game, I would imagine you can still have conversations with them and build relationships with I'm them. I'm sure, yeah. And and that's, so that, so technically there is some elements
3: in the no. main game. No, there is. Well, because in the main game, yes, and in the side, and stuff. side, yes, in the main game, in yes, the side stuff, no. no. Okay, you're... Yes,
0: but what I'm saying is that if you buy the DLC, you're getting all that content traded over. So, like, let's say I never want to play the DLC; I just want to play Edelgard's game again. I'm going to have those characters in the monastery now.
3: Right? That's what, that, yeah, yeah. That's what we told yeah. you. Yeah, and,
0: and that is, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are still sim elements. I just want to make that clear.
3: Oh my god! Yes, we no. said they are well, in the well, main, main
2: game. Yes, <laughs> we told you that. Yes, no, but you. But yes, can you. Initi- be- Can you like recruit these characters into your house on like a normal playthrough? Yes. Josh, I know what you're doing. I'm not going to engage you. (laughs) I know what
3: you're doing. (laughs) I knew what he was doing, but I wanted to I wanted to let him have It's an add.
1: important
0: distinction for me because a lot of this is very confusing. I'm going to be honest with you. I love Fire Emblem. I think this whole expansion is very confusing, and I, I don't like that's that fair. part of it. That's
3: fair. If you want to reiterate it so for, for the clarity, that's fine. Yes. Yes, there are some elements in are, that are there, when the characters got, yeah, are added to the main game. Well. We, yes. Yeah. Yes, and that, that's a big deal
0: for me because they're treated just like anybody else in the monastery. Yeah, no,
1: no totally. I, I think we were just trying to make it clear that like if we're talking about this separate executable, this separate campaign, then
3: there, there's no sim element in that. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's basically just a long quest line.
3: That's pretty much all it is. Yes, and I will say this about the, the side stuff, like the story, we don't have to talk about it much longer because Rich and I obviously didn't get far enough in there, but um, the main story is pretty like for the the side the side stuff, like the story for the side um, DLC is pretty eh. like like it starts out really interesting, you learning like there's a fourth apostle and that like there's this fourth underground house, and like they build up like the the interest there initially, but then there's a part in there like where' like, oh, you have to go get this item, and I'm being very vague for for a reason. And the night, the name of the item is like, is, is something ridiculous. It's like the Chalice of Summoning, and I was, I was like, God damn it! Like this, yeah, okay. this fucking super high fantasy naming bullshit that always Fire Emblem devolves to. And I was like, All Yeah, right, it's doing this shit again. And it was, it was not, like, granted, it's it's minor, but I was like, Man. Like that's why I like Three Houses so much. Like the main story, I'm not going to say it's an amazing. It was a, it main story. got away
1: from a lot of that. Yeah, yeah it did
3: away get from away from, from, from a lot of that, yeah. and then the and so like in a lot of ways, this DLC is a return to form from Back the previous to bullshit. Fire okay. <laughs> Back on our bullshit. <laughs> Back
0: on the bullshit.
3: Yep. Yep. But I mean, overall. Uh, so far, I'm really enjoying it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna definitive, definitively like sit down and say yes, this DLC is worth the thirty dollars to get. I'm not gonna say that right now because I haven't finished it. Um, but I'm enjoying it so far. I've been beating my fucking head against this battle that I've been doing. So I got to sit down and really like that's what I like. It's actually making me sit down and think where a lot of times when I was playing three houses in the battles, I didn't really want to do the battles as much because they weren't as compelling or difficult except the last few battles. So yeah, I'm really excited to beat my head further.
0: Well, I think you probably would have enjoyed three houses more on the higher difficulty if you were doing like the classic mode, because like you really have to think a lot more about your characters. Like if they're going to die, because if if they die, unless you want to be, you know, have them gone forever, you have to either rewind your steps and Re- retrace things and it just makes I can't imagine playing the DLC with that on because it sounds like a real fucking pain in the ass so. dude that's how oh, I'm yeah, playing like.
3: it are that's you really dude it? fuck oh, that yeah. dude man fuck yeah. that that's what I do that's why yeah. I rewind man I gotta have that perfect battle yeah well it'll it, I'm in a battle right now uh, Rich I don't know if you got this far but like where if even one character dies the battle's over with so like no I'm that's not what I'm up to yet you must, you okay. must be a little ahead so of me so you're, you're You're probably at the battle right before that, but there's a battle where, like, it's like you have 10 turns to get to one point on the map, and then you have another 10 turns to get to another point. And, like, if even one character dies, the whole battle's over with. So it almost feels like it's a permadeath, like it's enforcing a permadeath playthrough on you. That is old Fire Emblem. Um, I hate that shit. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Just so
0: going. well I'm surprised Shay is someone who's known if I just had Josh just makes the faces Josh makes
2: throughout the podcast. Imagine imagine if you actually had to play a tactics game to play Fire Emblem Three Houses. Was, I like tactics. Josh, did oh. you
0: play on classic and hard difficulty?
2: Yeah. And it was he did. kinda mindless.
1: And the main game I, I kind of agree with you as well that's how i played as well and it it, it like it, it it didn't feel insanely engaging i think this dlc is definitely a step up from that
3: did you play yeah it hard? if yes. like to be clear we're talking about just the combat is where it's more engaging like everything else in fire emblem 3 houses is great to awesome um but i think yeah the combat was not near as engaging
0: huh interesting
3: um yeah it
0: wasn't oh, well, bad
2: it just it wasn't Didn't require much of
0: you. You just said it was mindless. Yeah, they they
2: they, they streamlined a lot of stuff, but they didn't really make it any harder in other ways to compensate. Like I I liked the streamlining of it, but like they they probably could have done something to you know retain some of that challenge that the series used to be known for because it used to be it used to be really hard, but like in ways that just took a long time. In not really right. ways that were right. Right, you look at like, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that, that, that was the end you of the look, thought.
3: You look at something like Into the Breach, where it had that awesome like, like, go back a move kind of thing, which is super powerful. But they definitely offset it with other aspects of that game that are super difficult. And they introduced the Divine Pulse mm-hmm. into Fire Emblem, and it like, in the main game at least it feels like you have nothing in there to compensate for that super powerful ability. Like you get to the point where you have like 20 plus divine pulses and you're like, dude, like there's no fucking way I'm going to lose this fight at this point. You know, like I have almost unlimited need of rewind. And
2: what's nice. The only thing I use them for is like re-rolling like a 90% chance to hit that I somehow missed or something like that's that's what they're there for. It's like, it's never because, oh, I well, made this horrible tactical error. It's just, well, I just got a right. shit roll. Let's, let's retry that. Let's give it a, another shot. Yeah. yeah. N-
3: nice thing in the DLC is they only have five divine pulses, period. And mm-hmm. they are the right amount because, like, you cannot misuse those divine pulses. You need them at times. And especially, like, for Rich, when he's playing a classic playthrough, he definitely needs them. So, I need five to save my boys. Pulses. Yeah. yeah, five yeah, divine class. pulses was the right amount for the difficulty because it's definitely made me be a lot less careless.
1: Hmm.
0: I was just surprised you had got back because I remember I was talking to you either in the main chat, Shay, I believe, and you were just like, "Yeah, like you, Morgan." I think I just burn out on Fire Emblem,
3: and then you were like, "Oh, I'm playing the DLC." I'm like, "What? <laughs> when did this happen? What's going well, on?" I yeah. guess he- well, I was I was starting to like because I was confused about like how the DLC. Um, how you're supposed to access it because initially I read somewhere that basically you just go into the game and at a certain point you get the option to you know go into the side stuff so that's what I thought and Rich let me know it's a separate executable But I go so I go into the main game and I started on the blue lions, and then I was like, you know what? I'm not ready to go through all this shit all over again. Like, I'm not ready to go through the main stuff. Like, I just did it recently, not ready to sit down and do another run through of this quite yet. But then when I started the DLC, I was totally cool with it because it feels so removed from the main material, which is nice. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: That makes sense for sure, actually. Okay, cool. And you, before you go, you said you had finished Ori. Uh, what is the, the second yes. Ori comes out soon, isn't it? Yeah.
3: yeah, it comes out here in a few months. Um, a few months. Oh wow! But yeah, it I w- back. Huh. I've been wanting to play Ori for about four years now, and I just kept like pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. And then uh um our good buddy Matt let me know that it was on uh Game Pass, and I was like, "Cool, uh, it's not a." Nothing better than right now to play it. And so I sat down, and he's like, just watch the intro, and I promise you, you'll be hooked. And that intro, I'm going to tell you right now, is one of, and I t- I think I said this a few weeks ago, is one of the best video game intros of all time. Seriously, it's fucking amazing how mm. good that intro is. Um, Yeah, absolutely loved that game. It, it felt like, I wish I had played it when it released, because it feels like a great precursor to things like, uh, Owlboy and Hollow Knight. It is uh-huh. a. It feels like a really good precursor to some of those uh, newer um, platformer Metroidvania-style games, for sure. Yeah. It actually looks like the sequel drops March 11th. That's right. It does. Yeah. I, I knew it was here pretty soon. I couldn't remember exactly. But it is a great game, dude. Uh, I loved it. the The story is pretty simplistic in that basically you are trying to look for, look for a way to stop the evil that's going on in the forest and revive your friend. And that's pretty much the whole story. It's very simplistic, but it's very poignant and moving. Uh, the game is absolutely gorgeous. I, I It still blew my mind, even in the middle of it, that all of it was hand-painted and hand-drawn, which is f- like, um yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing to see that someone put that much time and detail into making a game all by hand. Absolutely gorgeous game. The music is, uh, I wouldn't say it's my favorite music, but it's quality. It's very quality uh, music. It's music that you kind of come to expect from those kind of games, but it's still great. Good to great, depending on which track
2: you are getting at which point in the game. I believe. Did you feel differently, Josh? It's really good. Um, like a few of them, especially stand out. Um, like the, uh, the, uh, the escape from the tree is, is handled so, so well. Um, because it's, it's one of the challenging moments, but the way they handled the soundtrack through there, even though you're restarting over and over again, um, yeah, they managed to, they managed to make it, build an intensity as you, as you go higher, but without, you know, having, you have to start the track over every time you die. It's, it's done really well. Like it's one of those things that it could be really frustrating, but the way the music is handled, actually, it it pulls you through that. And, you know, it keeps you, it keeps you engaged the whole time just because it's, it's handled so well. Um, For sure. For sure. The sound production,
3: especially with how they handled and the music production with how they handled that was quality and especially the part you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about, because that's it's one of the final points in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was handled very, very well uh, in terms of the audio and sound and music production and just that sequence in general. Like some of the sequences that happen in this game are intense and incredible at the same time and even though some of them are frustrating like that that tree the sequence you're talking about was very very That's frustrating for tough me tough
2: platforming in it it, it does good. it
3: does have some very tough platforming but it was so rewarding to finish it i loved finishing mm-hmm. it it didn't feel completely unfair it, felt like you were taking literally every piece of knowledge and ability that you've gained up to that point and applying it even if it's one jump or it's one slide or it's one manipulation of some uh some aspect of the the level that you're trying to achieve there it was yeah very well handled that's always a great feeling when games can
0: pull together like everything you've learned up until that point and you just get that synergy and you're like wow you're like
3: this is fucking great. So Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And this game does such a good job of it too, man. It does such a good job. And I will say this cuz I I don't want to say too too much cuz I know probably a lot of people have played this game and they or maybe it would be a good idea. I don't know. I absolutely absolutely my favorite part about the game is the mood that it it sets within the player. I, You know, you watch the beginning, and I talked about this a little bit again. You watch the beginning movie, and you're smiling as you're watching the opening movie. And then something sad happens, and then you start feeling a little bit <laughs> down. And then you're playing the game, and there's certain story beats, or there's certain parts of the main story that's going on and you just find yourself smiling or you find yourself nervous. And for me, it's been a while since I've played a game where I truly, truly am like sitting there and I'm going through all of these emotions and I can feel, I can feel the emotions on my face and I'm like, Oh wow. I'm smiling. Like I'm grinning like a little, like a child right now. And it's, it's been a while since I played it, played a game that evoked that much emotion in me, and I could just feel it on my face. And I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I'm grimacing right now because I'm so nervous, or I'm smiling because I'm so happy." You know, it was yeah. it was really cool. I think the last time I remember you saying that,
0: that was, yeah, no, that's yeah. true. That's yeah. The last time I remember you saying that a game had that sort of like effect on you was probably Red Dead too. But um, <laughs> it, it's really. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Sneak attack. Back.
1: Sorry, guys, <laughs> do you want to relaunch the call? I think there's some kind of problem on my end. <laughs> some stat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you
0: move your... Rich, you, like, leaned over like you moved Oh uh, Yeah, no, or... I was
1: making sure you could hear me because all these, uh, these clear problems we're having with audio. <laughs> You just suddenly got so
0: crisp (laughs) and clear there. Um, Okay, that's really cool. All right, well, we'll be excited for, I mean, maybe the timing won't be great for the new Ori game because it's sandwiched nine days before Doom and Animal Crossing. Sandwiched. Um, Before.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sandwiched is classic. You know what's that kind of sandwich, Josh, where you put the lettuce on top of the bread?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: I think like uh, that's so. You're saying it's an open face sandwich. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly it's what an open face sandwich that someone exactly. <laughs> had two pieces of bread for. It just didn't feel like you know. Yeah, well, it's, it's like said, when you're closing hey, well, the sandwich, guys. It's like when
3: you'd be better <laughs> when you if you stack Subway? them on
1: top of each other and mm-hmm. then the ingredients. No,
3: it's no. Like no, no it's like when you go to Subway and they're putting all the ingredients in the middle of the sandwich and then they flip it outside, so all the
2: ingredients mm. just
1: they flip it. Yeah, <laughs> they flip it under the other piece of bread.
2: Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like you 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 ordered God, ordered a Big dude. Mac, and you're like, no, I j- I just want I just want the two pieces of bread.
0: Yeah, and they don't give not you the, the top one. Not that annoying. They movie. don't give you the top, oh, the top one. They don't
2: take oh, out the middle okay. piece. They, they give Damn you the top. And they the, take the top one. Yeah, yeah, they just leave the top one off. Yeah. I guess open faced Big, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. Big Mac. An open faced Big Mac.
0: Yeah, that's okay. I walked right into that one, so I can't complain. Um... <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. Well, we have Ori there. Uh, leaning down. So we'll see how that one goes. Will-O-Wisps should be received well, I think. And the shea giving us the signal. Um, okay, so Josh, we have a couple games to get to. We have some pretty exciting polls to get to as well. Josh actually jumped back to a game that I'm very jealous I wanted to play and never got around to last year. Ukulele 2. 2. Um, the Impossible Lair. Now, me and Josh... Didn't really argue about it on the show because I don't think it just cared enough to do it. But I liked ukulele. Josh yeah. did
1: not. Um, I've played a little you... bit of this as well. Just, just uh, mm-hmm. throw did my you hat in impossible? There. Okay. Yes.
0: Did you play the original ukulele?
1: Yeah. How do you feel about it? Uh, boy, was that disappointing. Okay, So you were not a fan.
0: You're more nah, in the Josh no. camp of people. And okay.
1: I love banjo kazooie. I very much wanted to like ukulele. I didn't think it was necessarily bad. I just think it. Uh, it. it, it it shows a lot of poor things from banjo need to emulate.
2: Yeah. That's fair.
0: I think that, for me, the reason I, I liked the original, I wasn't blown away by it. It wasn't like in my game of the year or anything like that. But I, I think I enjoyed it, not only just because it was, like, cool to see my kid get in those games, but it brought me back. I thought they did a good job of emulating that era of time in a fun way. Um, it did feel like a Kickstarter game, so there was obviously production value Um cuts you could say made to it but it felt like it emulated a fun time of the 3d platformer and i thought that the actual characters yuka and Laley, were charming and, and
1: cute i thought the, I I like... thought the characters are just fine yeah, yeah yeah
0: and the music the music had david wise and a lot of people i love in it like that soundtrack is actually if you go look at the people who are on that soundtrack
1: it's, it's really fantastic.
0: good yeah yeah um but i know it was yeah a lot of people thought it was disappointing i to be fair as much as i enjoyed it i never got past world three i was like okay i get it i'm not gonna play any more of this game
1: you've seen pretty much everything there was to see yeah and i think world one is the strongest world and then after that it's all kind of downhill
2: world one is good yeah yeah Yeah. you start getting more and more of the issues as you as you go on like the the obnoxious checkpointing stuff that just like yeah you you start bumping into it way more often as you go and yeah,
0: dude, the the first ukulele has hands down the worst mini games I have ever played in my life. They are so bad, and they're Have you never played so, Mario Party? They <laughs> no, <laughs> dude. I Mario Party is fine. Um, I will, you know, like you say, Rich, we just get drunk and have a good time, just having fun. At mm-hmm. Mario Party. Um, I the way they implemented them was really interesting, though. They have those large arcade cabinets and stuff, like in the game that, I, like in the world, you see this giant arcade cabinet. And you jump up on it to play those mini games. It's just the games themselves were dreadful anyways i guess they took feedback from that game because it's you know it sold fairly well and they got funded pretty well and they said let's give people a little bit more of what they want and make a 2d game with sort of a 3d overworld um and that is ukulele in the possible well, they,
1: there they made donkey kong country mm-hmm.
0: sort of yeah yeah they did sort of um that's a loaded statement you can't just say things like that on the show right that's true you can't just say they made Donkey Kong Country, right? That's a big thing. But yes, that's what they're going for. They're going for uh, Donkey Kong Country. Oh, yeah. So. But um, I just played the demo. So how do you guys, Josh, how do you feel? How much of it have you played? How are you feeling about it?
2: I am three quarters of the way through. It's kind of hard to say exactly how far through you are with it because it's got a sort of Breath of the Wild mechanic where you start the game and you can do the last level, last boss, whenever you feel like you're ready. The impossible layer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The impossible layer. Yeah. Um, and like, as you go, every level you finish, um, essentially adds an extra hit that you can take, uh, in that last, last encounter in the, in the impossible layer. Um, as you're rescuing all these different bees who uh, will form a swarm around you and protect you from all danger like good uh, bees do that's a lie. but uh mm-hmm. um the, it 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 is donkey kong country um which is great it's it's like it's i I don't think it's as good as tropical freeze but it's because that's that's just amazing but it's still really really good it's still good. good yeah um it's got like the same I mean, we we keep saying it's donkey kong country it's it is like it's got the same sort of um you roll off a ledge you can jump any time before your roll finishes the animation mm-hmm. um it feels just like that it's got like a little hop spinny thing sort of like donkey kong country 2 had um not like the full glide like you had with dixie but similar sort of thing it's like it's kind of it's it's streamlined
0: with the bat kind of fluttering you down or whatever.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's not like in the first game. It's just like you get like an extra little spin hop thing. That that one kind of feels a little more like Mario, really. It's a little little Oh, okay. It's a just kind weird. of a little 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 extra yeah, jump, a little extra a little thing f- in case you're not quite yeah. there. Um but it's 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 really good. It's really solid. It does some really cool things like I mentioned before with the whole try the the final level again whenever you feel like you're ready thing that's that's neat um but also i kind of want to just do all the levels anyway because they've all been so good um yeah it does this the the overworld is kind of this top down zelda-y sort of a thing where you're you're trying to find different ways to mess with each of the levels because each of the, each of the levels has two versions you've got like a normal version and then like a oh you can you can freeze this one or you can have a fan blowing on the book and it will it will change the way the level plays um, which is
0: really cool conceptually yeah it yeah. is
2: really cool because you end up going through each of the levels uh twice to uh in in a in a different way. Um, But
0: why would you want? Do you have to go through them twice? Is that the conceit? Or you don't can
2: if you may if if the if the impossible layer is hard for you, you can go through and find all these things so you get extra hits to get through. That's a good point. You just Um, said
0: you could go right to the end, so you don't have to do any of this. Yeah. So it's it's
2: kind of it's some of them are harder to figure out how to change the levels, but uh, it's just it's really fun. Like I found myself going through and like trying to find all the different ways to mess with the levels and then like, okay, there's nothing else I can do. I guess I'll go play the actual levels. Um, because I was like, I was just having so much fun on the overworld, which was surprising to me. I'm mean, like, I generally, generally there's not as much effort put into that, but it's, it's yeah, really that good.
0: Overworld seems you, I can't think of another 2d platformer or that's really incorporated in an overworld like that. Um, where you can like affect the actual worlds themselves, and it has like puzzle mechanics on the overworld itself. Is there a good example or? Appearance? Not.
2: I don't really think I've seen anything like this. Too, well, I mean, the Mario games have have done this, but really, with the amount of depth in there, they've not done anything like the. I don't know. Not changing the levels as such, but I mean, they've they've done a lot of weird stuff with like hidden worlds and stuff through the mm. years. So it's it, it really it feels like they're taking an awful lot from all the platformers as its inspiration in this one instead of just like oh let's make banjo kazooie even with all its problems that we've solved since then and this one this one really feels like they've taken inspiration from a lot more places and given a, a really solid experience
1: and tried to make a modern game while playing yeah. homage to the things they're, they're clearly taking their inspiration from yeah.
0: Yeah, I I really am, I want to play this game and I'm going to. I the demo I was I enjoyed it for what it was. It was just really simple. There was nothing about it that really, you know, I ran and I jumped over things. Mm-hmm.
1: Um <laughs> I also it, think the the uh do the last level whenever you want structure is just smart in like the age of streaming. Uh yeah. like cuz I I feel like that's a very streamer thing to do. is, yeah. like we're just going to go you straight. Do it? Can you do it we're just going to go straight for the anything. impossible layer. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. It is. I feel bad for the game in a way though, because I've heard mostly good things about it, especially compared to the first one, but I feel like it came out at a weird time because nobody was really talking about it. Like I had to dig all all of
2: twenty nineteen was a bad time. There were so many games that came out last year that I'm just I'm still catching up on twenty nineteen games.
1: I only finally got to this game because I had been meaning to get it for a long time, but then it was free on the Epic store on New Year's Eve.
2: Oh, it was
0: free for one yeah. day? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's that's badass, actually. That's that's the tricky thing. It came out October, and October last year was kind of crazy. Um, right at the end. You know, I wish it would have came out at a better time, because that, that's a Morgan game. I love... Yeah. I like the ukulele, and I love Donkey Kong Country. I love David... So the soundtrack, is it all people returning mm. from... Like all the people I love, like David Wise and Grant yeah. Kirkhope Kirk- yeah. and it's, all those people from...
2: Yep. So, I- think they're all oh, still man. there but i believe so yeah some of the tracks on this are outstanding like i think better than the first one i think um like they they have new water level music for some of the levels the water are, level one is this the to stand so out to me good it's, it's so really good, huh? so good yeah. <laughs> is that david wise <laughs> who is that <laughs> i'm sure i'd have to look it up but i, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it, it yeah oh man
0: the water level I gotta look it up now
2: it's good it's really good and then again because they have the two versions of it there's a frozen frozen version of that same level and it, it's it's good it's, it is just so so it's very good, good. I, I love the soundtrack to this game
0: well that sounds amazing um, and I'm very sad that I don't have the ability to um, experience it so is that it?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Matt Griffin sounds like he played a lot of Donkey Kong Country. That's for sure. Because <laughs> that was written by somebody not named David Wise, mm. but it sounds like it could have been. Um, yeah, that was says music by Matt Griffin. So... I don't even know who the fuck that is. Hmm. <laughs> I'm Shout out to him. Matt Griffin. Yeah. Matt Griffin in the blood. Get you on that for an interview. Um yeah, that's cool. I'm excited. Uh, it's 20 bucks right now, so I almost pulled the trigger, but I'm just too busy. I'm trying to I want to go back through Doom before the new one comes out because I feel like I really want to give that game a, a nice once over.
1: I wanted um, to do that as well. I think I might end up doing it on stream
0: that'd be cool that'd be cool did you play doom initially on the on the harder difficulty not normal but a step up yeah i played I did normal
1: it, i played it on the harder difficulty did you
0: okay i i think that's the way to go because i played the first two levels on the harder difficulty like a couple months ago on stream on xbox and i was like man this feels like a different game this feels way better than playing it on normal
1: the puzzle so. combat stuff clicks a lot more on the harder difficulties that's cool.
0: Is there anything else you want to say about a ukulele Josh? That is
2: imperative? Hmm. Um, not that I can think of. I mean, like just like I said, like it does so many things um well. Like just kind of taking cues from other platformers. But I I feel like it I really I think the overworld map thing is just what kind of sets this one apart, really. Um because the whole solving these weird puzzles to change the levels is really, really satisfying. I think that's probably my favorite thing as far as just like a standout, like this is why to, why you'd want to play this game. Because um, everything else is, it's really solid, but it is, it's, like, it's a platformer. It's like, as far as standing out on its own, it doesn't do it's, that. It's doing much. what it knows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the world map thing is really cool. I think that's something I've not really seen exactly like this with the whole, you know changing the levels themselves
0: it is really cool yeah, yeah i think that's very unique that's the thing that sticks out to me too mm-hmm. is being almost kind of revolutionary in an interesting way um borderline at least for for a game that's being so traditional and uh, to have that element to it is really really interesting to me so and not enough people probably played it i'd be i'd be curious to see some sales numbers on that so hmm that's the stuff I find interesting because I'm a sales nerd. I uh, I did tease this in the beginning. I'm going to try and get a party together to search for this void egg thing in No Man's Sky. I, I hadn't booted up No Man's Sky in a long time. And last night I booted up for like two hours just to like see what's the deal with the void egg. and Because it's getting a lot of buzz right now all over the place because it's so weird. Basically, if you play No Man's Sky or you don't play it, there's an egg that you can get. That through a series of quests you incubate and
2: it hatches into a living ship. So I guess it's mm-hmm. like an organic ship. So you can you can finally finally fulfill your Farscape role playing fantasy. It's like you always it's wanted. It's about time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, is there
0: something in Farscape that's a living ship that you're referencing that I have no idea what you're talking about?
1: The okay. the ship.
0: The ship, okay. And Farscape
1: is alive, yes. yes. That's...
0: Well, it's a weird concept to me because it's like an object using for transportation, but it's like, are you caring for it? Do you have emotions toward it? Like, living, but how this much... Is
1: not, uh, this is uh, definitely not the first piece of media to have the the biological living ship. Like, it's been done before.
0: Well, no, I, I know, well, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, pretty much everything's been done before, but I just can't... <laughs> I can't think of anything.
1: Don't say things you can't take back.
0: <laughs> Everything's been done before. Um, but I couldn't think of one off the top of my head like that. I like. I guess what I'm saying is the relationship to the ship is interesting Interesting to me. Like the way you're like, do you feel an emotional attachment to it like you would a living creature? Or is it just a, like a plant living? Like we're like, oh, I have a plant, but I don't really feel an emotional connection to a fucking plant.
1: That sounds um, like a personal problem. Mm. <laughs> I, I wow. know. Sh- I should.
0: I should. Believe me, I dated a girl that would have punched me in the face if I said that to her. I dated Um, a plant. (laughs) 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 Uh, Well, I didn't see that one coming, Rich. Good job. Got Um, him. (laughs) Got me. Um, but I what I found out the hard way last night is like first of all that it's weird walking into the the anomaly now which is the new like hub station place. There's people everywhere. There was like twenty to thirty real people are
1: playing this game.
0: No, but like just online, there was people everywhere. I was like, what the fuck? It felt like an MMO. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? And there were ships landing all over the place. It was live. It was bustling. I was like what the fuck and then i didn't know what to do so i went over to the like central. i quit (laughs) i just gave up i went over to like the central quest giver and there was a quest for this she asked for five wolf
2: pelts
3: (laughs) it was weird
0: so i headed out to the hills (laughs) (laughs) it all went full circle um god, those space wolf pelts. I did actually see one ship land that was one of the living ships, and I walked out to it and looked at it and stuff. The cool thing is all the living ships are procedurally generated, so at least you'll get one and be like, oh, this one's procedurally generated just for me, you know. Which is kind of that's cool.
1: cool. Um, I wish like you could have gone up to the living ship and you're like, whoa, and you touch it's like, oh the fuck,
2: buddy, personal space. So, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, it's hey, like, oh, hey, man. Awesome.
1: Hey man. My name's Stan.
2: Be- yeah. No. Yeah, and no, I they're used you. to that at this point. They all they all wear decoy <laughs> buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> False circle.
0: (laughs) The 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 concept of living ship is cool, but like actually thinking about being alone in space and like sitting on a seat of a living ship kind of makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. You know, Uh, depending on how alive that ship is. So,
2: what orifice am I in?
0: Yeah, which is that's always (laughs) my question. (laughs) That's every time. What orifice am I in? Um. Anyways, the weird thing about it is it's got, like, a mission structure, like a destiny or something. Like, you walk up to, like, a quest giver, and they're like, here, you want 250 Quicksilver? You have to go do this mission. And you click the mission, it said go kill 55 of these, like evil biological horror things. And then you literally get in your plane and it transports you to a place, a, a system where you can go right to a mission like that. So it guides you. And if you fail the mission, which I did cause it was impossible alone, the, um, it takes you back to the Nexus and says like, okay, you have to get the mission again because it's like set up that way for the group purposes or whatever. But the thing that I learned was I need to get a group together. I have to get a group of chompers together to help me because Killing 55 of those biological horror things was, like, impossible by myself. And I realized it's because it's designed for groups. So, fuck. I have to get a group together now, and that's what i like working could, on.
2: I don't know. Maybe they fixed the AI, but you could just kind of perch yourself slightly up on a hill, of and, and they can't no. can't actually
0: do anything. It, it's way different than each What issues. you're going to want is some wolf kibble wolf kibble lure bait them in oh man that'd be fun no josh like bait i used man. to club them from behind i used to break those little eggs open and take all those little jewels inside and make all that money but they patched it because people were breaking the economy i think now those things are fucking crazy hard and you can even if you get on the roof or whatever they shoot you from there it's fucking crazy like i don't even know what they're shooting me they're spitting at you they're like scorpions that like spit at you or whatever
2: mm-hmm. scorpions um, Space, right. space known scorpions. for their spitting
1: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. well they look like space scorpions but they I'm pretty sure because they got them big mouths on their tails that yes. they spit from tail sting mouth spit
0: apparently but I don't know if all the quests are like that or what because I only did I only attempted one and it was like it was kind of fun going on that structure the only thing that I would say is that No Man's Sky wasn't a game really built around combat necessarily so it is weird like being driven to these combat missions, and I'm like, okay, the combat is serviceable, I guess. But and like and as a group, this might be fun. But it's not designed for like killing a lot of things. You know what I mean? Um, the no. gameplay was designed to do mining, and you get like little miss like what are those things like little um, bombs that you can shoot from your gun, and you get a lot of different attachments bullets. for your Bu- they're,
2: they're bullets. For, for, no, you for, no, they're uh, for the you do shooting of the guns,
0: but... you do get bullets. You get mining. Be- no, <laughs> my <you not>? bomb <laughs> get- gun. No, They're I know. I'm just. Kidding. It's like a plasma grenade or something like that that you can launch out, and they create like big craters in the earth, and those might do a lot more damage. But
1: plasma. It it
0: seemed really cool. It was just like, okay, wow, this is like. No Man's Sky slash Destiny. But it's smarter than to hook people in because if people want to get this living ship egg, it's like 6,000 Quicksilver. So you're going to go to this Nexus and you're going to see, wow, this game's like way different than it used to be. And then you're going to get a quest and you're going to probably have to get your friends together and you're going to be like, they're getting you into the the ropes of the news, what they want you to do. Get with your friends, do these missions together and like just laugh and joke and have a good time, I'm assuming. And, And that might be fun. I don't know, honestly. I'm used to playing that game alone. Like a that's what I do. I, it's a mm-hmm. solitary game for me, um, so I'm curious to see. I'm gonna get some chompers together, and Shay said he might be down to do it on the stream next Saturday. And if we could get two other people, we could do like a four person party on stream, and just try Ooh. to get some some ships and hatch them. That's all I want to do. I don't really I don't have time to really get back into No Man's Sky right now. As someone who enjoys the game, I just want to get a ship. I just want to see what it looks like. You know, I want to like hatch it and maybe come back to it later on at the end of the year or whatever. But um, sounds cool. I gotta give them credit, because I thought it would be done after the VR thing. I, I they're, They are surprising me with how long they're really committed to this thing, and then, like, a Living Ship update would have been the last thing I would have guessed that they would have really went for. So, I mean, they seem to really just be plugging away. Well, they seem to just love working on the game, because they just... They've still... got a
1: community, and they have plenty of reason to keep shipping content, so good for them.
0: Yeah, rabid people like me that are... Always wanting to check stuff out. It's a very... The thing, though, it's so much different than when I first started playing the game. And some people will like that. And some people won't. Like, me and Josh liked... We were, we were weirdos. We liked OP No Man's Sky a lot. Um, and I liked all the iterations in their own way. But this iteration is very different. It feels so weird. Um to like get into a party and take quests and it's just it's fucking weird man like i as someone who used to ride around in that game for hours just doing nothing basically and enjoying it uh, alone um it's very strange very strange but i think this is a version of the game that a lot of people want it so we'll see we'll see Um, anyways, it's a void egg hatching into a living spaceship and I will keep people posted on, that's all I did. I died after two hours and I was like, fuck this. I can't do this by myself. Actually, I thought for a second I was going to get on the podcast and bitch to you guys that it was impossible, bullshit, grindy nonsense. And then I realized, oh, these are designed for parties of four. No wonder I can't kill these 55, um, creatures. So anyways. We'll see. we'll see how that goes. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's get to some polls here real quickly as we wrap up the show. Brr, you can vote every Monday night to Tuesday on our at Sword Chomp social media page. And your votes uh, create good discussion for us. And we already kind of hit the Sonic topic, so there's not too much else to say. That was one of the big polls I had this week. Rich gave us his opinion on Sonic. Thank you, Rich.
4: Mm-hmm. You happy, are... to, happy to weigh in.
0: You are the test dummy, so to speak. No, you're not. You're no dummy. Test on me. Um 55% of the audience said this was the this is what I asked him. I said Sonic crushed Nintendo and Ryan fucking Reynolds at the box office. And the two options were what the actual fuck? Or blue blur, baby. 55% of the audience said, What the actual fuck? Forty-five percent. So it wasn't an overwhelming victory by any means. Mostly split, you know.
1: Victory nonetheless.
0: I just with Pokemon being so big and Ryan Reynolds being so huge. I'm just flabbergasted by this whole thing. Something say, um, this is something that we a lot of times we have fun conversations and arguments on the show. And if I can remember them, I'll put them up for polls uh, to kind of give a chance, give the audience a chance to be part of that conversation. If maybe they're yelling at their podcast while we're talking about stuff. Um, and we talked about this. It was like either last week or the week before. Do Pokemon red and blue hold up? of our audience said yes. 34% said no. So they would disagree with us. But I will say we are the hardcore Pokemon fans. So like we're looking for a lot more of those minor evolution. Those original games are still fine. It's just if you continue to play Pokemon like we do, as in especially in the competitive scene, a lot of things we love about the, the biology, the natures, the EVs and all the shinies, all that stuff, it's gone. It's not there. So those games feel very empty to me. Doesn't mean they're bad games. They feel empty. Hmm. Um, but yeah, 66% said they do hold up and that we are jackasses. Rich, I think you'd appreciate this. I said the Persona team would make a badass Harry Potter game, and 60% of our audience said, fuck yeah, they would. Um Rich also messaged me. What did you tell me you had the same thought? Yeah, no.
1: Um uh this was this has gotta be two, three years ago at this point. Um I wrote an article for Destructoid years back at this point that was basically what you're saying, but I said the X-Men. Mm. Uh,
4: okay.
1: <laughs> I said, yeah, uh Persona team's formulas basically would would carve out the perfect X-Men game. Uh yeah, totally. Sa- same concept, you know, balancing school and uh personal relationships during the day. And then going off to fight fucking Magneto at night.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Really, anything was school, but th- that in particular is another great example, for sure. For sure. And believe it or not, it wasn't hard for me to find Harry Potter Persona fan uh, fiction. I googled that real fast, found a bunch of great <laughs> great photos of, like, taking the characters from Persona 5. And, when do like, you think Harry we're
1: going to see that uh, that leaked Harry Potter game?
0: I don't fucking know, man. Like, is that is that even... Is that really... Mm. My wife is a huge Harry Potter Looked fan. Pretty real. It did. It did. But the thing is like Harry Potter to me is just one of those wasted. It's like Game of Thrones. It's huge and there's never been they're not utilizing that franchise. There's never been a good
1: or great Game of Thrones So thing. let's let's I don't I don't think there needs to be. Um like what? I mean I mean
2: maybe once they finish the books.
1: Yeah, like I don't know. I, I Game of Thrones <laughs> isn't something that like makes me be like let's get a fucking video game out of it like uh, also, like Game of Thrones is relatively low fantasy by some standards. Like, the magic aspects of Game of Thrones aren't that prominent. And that to me always kind of makes for a semi boring RPG world.
0: I guess it'd be more uh, like a Skyrim kind of a thing, like less magic. Uh, yeah.
1: Skyrim sure has a lot of magic.
0: Uh, well, give me, I'm trying to think of a good video game example of something even less magic than Skyrim. Okay, when you get farther the in the game, Kingdom thrones, game
2: that came out a couple years ago, Kingdom. Oh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yeah, that one that has oh, no magic God. at all. Yeah, yeah, where well, I like that. You game. get to role play as a surf. I tried to love be a that shit game farmer. So hard. Uh, I got and... knocked off my horse. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Yep. <laughs>
0: That's the game. That's your review on the back of the box. Got knocked off my horse. It was a good time. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I threw a bunch of shit at somebody's house or somebody
1: did. I remember that somebody threw shit. I at let me. this girl get killed because I wasn't sure what was happening. Yeah, it was very confusing. That's, that's, that's my review of the intro of kingdom come deliverance.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, anyways, I think that like, I'm curious to see what personas. The team is the next their next move is because it's persona six. They just, but
1: they need to do something. I would love this. is. I don't 100. think they do. You keep you say you're the only person I know who says that about Persona. Like I think they need to see do something like entirely new. Like I don't think they do. Well, I first of all,
0: I don't know if that's true.
1: I would say that Catherine is my favorite
0: game from them as a whole. I like Qbert too. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do I'm not saying they can't do a turn based relationship kind of game. I just would love to see them. They can't do the high school thing again.
1: Yeah, they absolutely can. can. No, and they absolutely Rich, come will. on. Oh, you've you said can't that do again the high school again. thing
2: Again, so your suggestion is. They do a high school thing, but with magic. No, I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, you're yes. uh, like, yes. I,
1: well, you you've brought this up to me before that you think like they need to ditch the high school thing. And I don't agree with that at all. Why? Um, I, 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 like, because I, I don't know what you do. What do you want? Like inner office relationships? Like the teen yes. drama is like yeah. half of the, the anime trope. It's what makes it work. Um well the, Catherine
0: showed they could do like young adults really well, and I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: Catherine's problematic for a number of other reasons, we're not gonna get into here. Uh excuse
0: me, that was me and Josh's game yeah, of the Catherine, year. Catherine fixed
2: the gameplay is what that fixed. But uh anyway. I like Hubert too. Yeah. I like, I'm I'm not
1: gonna tell you I think Catherine's a bad game. It's just if we want to talk about story elements, there's another yeah. number of problems with Catherine we should not have back here. Um
0: it's been a long time. I can't. The
1: only the only uh way and I I've, I've talked about this before. I don't know if I've talked about it here. Um the only way I would want a non high school focused persona game is I would want a direct sequel to Persona 4. Um with that cast coming back and I would want it to be about sort of the reemergence of personas where the the investigation team's reunited in Inaba and maybe have it be about Nanako uh Actually, get, getting a persona, something along those lines, uh, I I think there's a story that could be told there, like a copycat killer in Inaba.
0: Well, I oh, I yeah. think there's value in that, Rich, but I just think you're t- you're probably a st- you're too close to Persona. All right, you're like, look, I t- I love those is games. It, is there such a thing? <laughs> I, but for three, four, five, I'm just please, just give me something besides high school melodrama. It's like I, I know we on. have a
2: big audience, but what if we tried to draw in? An older, edgier crowd. I'm sure they would love what we do. Most of their
0: audience is people like rich. They're like thirty years old, and me and you. Yeah, we're like thirty year old men.
2: I know, which is why <laughs> it's creeping. really sad that you don't realize <laughs> how sad edgy is. Yes, I don't,
0: I don't, I don't want edgy. I just, I think,
1: I think you're asking to shake up a formula that doesn't need to be sh- like shaken up at all. That, that's, know, I just the formula can stay the same,
0: but you would just transfer the setting. You know
1: you could again we're talking about like anime storytelling tropes I just there's it's tried and true and so you're I, defending
0: I don't... anime storytelling tropes so as an about...
1: anime expert yes
0: <laughs> god damn it rich i can't... you're killing me here. Uh, all I'm asking is a different setting, and you can have everything else that the game. Uh, does. doesn't
2: want to be creeping on underage girls anymore. Is what this all boils down to. because yeah, well, the creeping, the creeping is going to happen either way. He'd just yeah. like to not feel so bad about it.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to evolve, Rich, uh, as a person. My official statement would be Lego my persona.
2: Oh God! Look, <laughs> cut the creeping off at the source.
0: Unfortunately, yeah. All, that's probably going to happen. We'll get a bunch <laughs> of high schoolers again.
1: Now, guys, if you um, know about this, you know this is an important detail to put in. Uh, March is coming up, so for most of April, all I'm going to be talking about on the podcast is Persona. Uh, April? Which, well, I mean, I'm going to be spending a long time playing Persona 5 isn't, of the Royal. Isn't that when
0: Final Fantasy Seven Remake is coming
1: out? Well, that too. So, you know, nothing but RPGs and anime. Oh.
0: I, I would think the first 200 hours of that game would have been enough for you.
1: Give me another two hundred, baby.
0: <laughs> now on the pooper, you can play it on the go. Um, no, I can't. What do you mean? Isn't it on the Switch? No. Oh well, that's dumb. Then why are you gonna go? Why are you gonna buy it again?
1: For the new content.
0: What's what's all the new royal content?
1: There's a bunch of new content. There's new social links. There's a new character.
0: Okay. Right. I okay. thought the I thought the big deal was that like like with the PSP where they brought Persona Golden to the Vita. I'm sorry. That's no, the PS. man. Didn't no. they bring gold? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's Minnesota
1: not. 4 Golden was on the Vita, yeah. This isn't on a new platform.
0: I thought the port of it. You told me to my face that the only way you can justify playing 90 hour JRPGs is if they're on the go. You said that on this podcast. Yeah, I lied.
2: Yeah. Damn you wake damn. up. You're. Not painful to look at. <laughs> and then you, and you go on with your day. Uh, is Dan Hauser leaving Rockstar
0: a bad sign for the company's future? 61% of our audience said no. 39 said yes. Now, this, is, this stat's going to blow your mind, Josh. I'm sure Rich is aware of this. This is true, Josh. Grand Theft Auto V sold 20 million copies last year. It was released in 2013. It sold more copies last year than any year before. That's fucking twenty million is like more than games coming out now are selling on the high end. That's Who insane. Who's buying
2: this trash?
1: Yeah, I have no idea.
2: Like I that makes know. less I sense to me than that Call of plays Duty. That game. Like, I mean, I, I, even, I get yeah. there's still the online portion of it, but like,
0: is, is like a younger crowd or something? I don't know. It's,
2: I have no idea. Yeah, like
0: I'm not trying to hate like, on I, it, but I'm with no, you guys. It's, like, like, I don't. Yeah,
2: like. Part of it is I'm trying to hate on it, but another part of it is I've never met any of these people. Like you yeah, think we would have bumped they? into them at some point. Like who is? Well, they no, they're out there and they're lying to us. Hmm. They just they don't want to admit it. That's okay. Yeah. You know what? We That's probably what we- have w- met them. They're just uh. Yeah. 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 They're lying about it. That's yeah. That's how you know you have I, a problem. I am just. We, s- we
0: see
1: that. you. Mm-hmm.
0: Those numbers, that's the kind of stat you hear, and you're like, that can't be real. And it's like, yeah, that's that's very real. So that online shit
1: has just gone out of control. i know glad it was, to hear some people have it worse than me.
0: It's, it sucks because on, on, on one end, like even though I wasn't as big on GTA Five as a lot of people were, like if it had been the single-player game, I'd be like, okay, at least it's promoting Rockstar to get more money and make these single-player games. But I feel like this is just going to promote them to make more of this online stuff. And that's the least interesting stuff that Rockstar can make for me. Um, they keep like advertising
2: guys... new online stuff for Red Dead. And I'm like... Why, who, oh, uh, like, why would you put yourself through that? People are playing it, man.
0: I look, I wanted to love it because you guys know, know I love Red Dead Online, but I mean, once they took the best part of the combat away from me, like, I'm like, okay, now the combat's really generic. So I have like, I to I have
2: so. aim at people now, I can't just pause and <laughs> tell the game to shoot them for me.
0: Max Payne, it up. <laughs> Speaking of video game films, um. Yeah, it's it's mind-boggling. Maybe I should do as an experiment. I'm going to make a video. I go back into GTA V to see what all the young kids these days are playing. Um, I imagine you can get really into GTA V. <laughs> yeah, it's Fortnite and GTA V back and forth. That's what they're playing. And Call of Duty, probably. Uh, all right. Uh... Oh, I like Call of Duty. <sighs> I mean, I need to play the new one because everyone's like, oh, it's so good looking. Oh, it's great. Best Call of Duty in years. Like, what? I don't even know what that means to me. Uh,
1: it's the, the the multiplayer is pretty compelling. I'm actually excited for the um the battle royale stuff to drop.
0: Mm. Me, I'll, I'll pick it up one of these days, just to see what it's all about. Uh, okay. Last poll: Does Hopper being alive? Uh, Shay's gone for this, and the great, and he's the one who just gets a hard on for Stranger Things. I put mm. this in here for him. Does Hopper being alive cheapen the emotional impact of his death in season three? Uh, no. The audience was split down the middle.
1: Of that. Mm. People love Hopper. They don't care how he was alive <laughs> what, or what's going on. They here's like- the thing that confused me. Like we're all acting like super surprised about this. Wasn't this like pretty much all but confirmed like when the episode premiered? Yeah. Like at the end because who the fuck
2: else would that have been? Well like, we'll shot. have a big mm-hmm. teaser and <sighs> it'll Yeah, no, it's just a new character you've never met before. That'll be that'll be the answer. Like, no, it's, it's like, yeah, we, know uh, how, we know how TV works at this point. Like, it's, that's like the only person it can be. But.
1: It's like, it's like at this point, I think I've become a computer that should be writing television for the CW, because if I ever see like a CW show on, I could predict its plot beat for beat, oh, and I'm like, go God, ahead. I should work for these fucking people. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> they probably, that's what they have, they have a bunch of riches writing that shit. <laughs> well, that's an insult uh, to you, Rich. Yeah, uh,
1: your, thank you. No, <laughs> no like it's, it's formulaic TV. It's it's pretty simple. I, again, it it always just sticks out to me as like that South Park episode where Cartman's a robot writing Adam Sandler movies. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> just like uh, Adam uh, Sandler inherits a billion dollars, but first he has to become a boxer or something. Yeah, <laughs> <like>, Shit,
2: <sighs> which is why it, it, it was write it a down. little strange. <laughs> like they've always kind of the first season did an awful lot to kind of break up some of the formulaic stuff with like it's it's an 80s thing but it's horror through all these other sitcom tropes um which was so so cool and then as it's it's gone on it's been more and more of the sitcom tropes and kind of less of the horror um and i think it's been consistently fun along the way yeah so, like, that
1: makes it, like, excusable. But, like, it it's just when this sort of shit happens, I'm always like, why are we pretending like this is some super surprising revelation? Like, I I accepted this when I finished season three as fact. Mm.
0: I, look, I don't want to be the skeptical asshole here, but I feel like a lot of people are, now that they have this trailer, can look back and go, oh, I knew it was Hopper all along. Now, I will say this. There are communities of legions of message board fanatics that we trying to figure out. Who the American was in that little preview, but I think most people
1: after Hopper was just it really died. tough to figure out?
0: Well, I mean, why would why would Hopper die and then they would immediately five seconds later deflate that that well, emotional sacrum? We didn't
2: well, see him there die. There was no body. You know how TV works. Oh God! I if there's no body. They didn't die. I That's... hate TV.
0: This is why I hate TV. I just I just I just don't. Sure, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just the whole thing is just a little bit irritating to me, but whatever. I'm not. I don't care that much about it. I'm just. But
2: I mean, like especially Hopper, because in season three, they throw away all his character development to have him become every '80s, you know, grumpy old man cliche for season yeah. three.
1: He's like washed up
2: Magnum PI. Yeah, it, yeah. Like he had, and he had a really Dabon cool meme, character so. arc going through the first two seasons. And then they kind of just toss it away and he's grumpy old dad. Don't like the kids dating my daughter. Like, and that it was, yeah. Yeah.
0: That could have literally been the end of the show and I would have been mostly happy, but I don't think that's realistic in today's world. So I like stranger things a lot. Believe me. I, I, when they come out, I watch them all pretty. It's one of the few things me and my wife enjoy watching together. So, like, we go through them pretty quickly, and I just, yeah, I don't really put it up on that high pedestal like some people do, but I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy how, I enjoy the, first of all, the music is fantastic, and the, the general vibe and, and the mystery behind, like, what the fuck is going on is always interesting to me, um, and there's some really fucked up shit like last year with that, who's that uh lifeguard guy who, like, went all crazy in the last season? I thought that was kind of an interesting thing they were playing with. Um fuck, I can't remember his name now. Billy. He was like yeah, Billy, Billy. Yeah. Um the, and you know, it's it is an excellent a most excellent show, but you guys feel like it's kind of gone downhill progressively. Oh in yeah. Sense.
2: No, like Yeah, yeah. The first season is excellent, excellent. The second season's really good. Third season's not good. It's it's not. It's not good. Um wow. Okay. No, like uh yeah, like you were saying the whole you sit down with the family, sit down with, you know, sit down with your wife and watch it. We did that, you know, couldn't stop watching the first season. The second season, we finished in like a week. Third season, we watched an episode. Then next week, we're like, let's, let's try a second one. They're like, that shit didn't finish it. Like, it's just, it's not good. And then I eventually. Oh, you never even finished? No, the... I eventually went back and watched the rest of it. I'm like, okay, let's see what happens. It's not worth going back to see. It's just the third season's not good. Um wow. Well
0: I'm glad Shay's not here. He would have been crying, Josh. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing that he's gone. Um all right, well, audience is mostly split on that. And yeah, look it's just the big thing that was bothering me is all those people coming out saying, like, we knew he was dead. I'm like, oh, we knew he wasn't dead. Okay. Well, then, if everyone knew he was alive, then why would it have been this big reveal? But to be fair to those people, there are. It already... shouldn't have
1: been, is kind of <laughs> what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> but, it, like, but, I mean, they assume that most people thought he was gone. Otherwise, it wouldn't have worked. I,
1: I think yeah. they're idiots then. <laughs>
2: well. That's, you know. No. I mean At least that's consistent. Like I get I get if you thought that but like I don't know again the whole It's been a thing in this show so far that if you don't see a body they're not dead. Like it's kind of been a thing like they they've they have not Yeah, they just slip into some yeah. Yeah, yeah. not strictly strictly
0: but close to it. Like Yeah. They only commit to the characters dying that you kind of see coming. Mm-hmm. You see their death coming. They don't really have quite the Balls to pull off anything—it's uh, uh, too gendery. They don't have the stones to pull off anything. Yeah, oh no, really that risky.
2: fixed it.
1: it. Yeah, that was that was, that was the problem. A hey,
0: stone, it's a stone. You know, it could be anything.
1: Balls. Um, no.
0: <laughs> I get so paranoid about that stuff now, and I shouldn't be. Like someone's really gonna be like, "Oh, you just well, said no. balls." Well, no,
2: kidney stones are really a problem. You should. You're getting at that age. <laughs> yeah. You should you probably. not joke about yeah. that. Yeah,
0: that's true. God, that's a nightmare that I have. Is like getting kidney stones. I'm like, Oh, oh I had a kidney stone. Did you pass it? Did yeah. Through pissing.
1: No, through my ass. Yes, through. My- <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, <I'm>
0: just, no. <laughs> that's a big stone. Damn. Um, I there was a guy with a kidney stone. I hung myself I upside my down and
2: then jiggled until I finally coughed
0: the thing up. <laughs> 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 it's there. When I broke my I've come the full circle The last day I watched Stranger Things Season 3 Was the night I broke my leg on the swing We had just uh. finished watching it We were eating some pizza Went outside to play some soccer with my kids And was swinging That's when I broke my leg When I broke my leg and I was in the hospital There was a guy with kidney stones Like an older guy And I don't know if he was just old or weird But the whole night all I heard was oh. <laughs>
1: Are you sure your oh, hospital no. room wasn't
0: haunted? Yeah, no. no you haunted. were at a ho- you were at a
2: haunted hospital, Morgan.
0: I, I asked the lady. I was like, I know you can't really tell me stuff, but what the hell's going on with that guy down there? She's like, Oh, just kidney stones. And I was like, Fuck! No. He was just howling the whole night. <laughs> oh. No, and he goes.
1: He goes. The nurse comes in and he's like, She's what like, excuse, excuse me. What what's up with my roommate? And she's like, Morgan, your roommate's been dead for forty years. <laughs>
0: Oh god that's that's funny. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. So, um Rich, we're not going to see you next week. You're going to Pax. Yeah, I'll be so.
1: reporting live uh from the from the ground floor. Mhm. We got some surprises in store for
0: that. So, that should be a lot of fun. Any content he can give me that we're happy with is going to be going all up over the gram.
1: So, uh I was I was really excited to uh tell you guys about my first hands-on with the last of us 2, but that's that's not going to happen oh, now.
0: Oh, so <laughs> aggravating fucking sony every week sony does something that pisses me off and yet here i am shoving their big black cock down my throat you were b- worried about
1: the never mind <laughs> um you, uh, Balls mean, the I, 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 uh regardless of how you feel about sony pulling out of paxies i won't i won't give them too much shit on it um for like trying to protect employee health and all that uh a little, little bit crazy how last minute they pulled out. I'm interested to see how uh-huh. PAX pulls out, changing the floor around. Uh, Sony had a lot of floor space.
0: We're taking, we're taking the Sony booths. You know, it's the Chomp, Chompcast booth. We're just going to be setting up there. All
1: three? All three booths they had? All, all three. We can
0: do that. Are you kidding me? Just, just plug some people in, Rich. Come on. Sure. If you bump into anybody noteworthy, you know, the Alana Pierce's of the world, make sure you uh, photo op. Especially if you're going to be rocking the mystery suit that we might be rocking. so uh, Yeah. I just love the idea of someone, not spoiling too much, I love the idea of you running into somebody we really love and respect and then taking a picture of you, putting it all up over the Instagram. Look at this jackass wearing this. <laughs> We're just like, good exposure. Good exposure. Yeah, that's what you need. I'm going to love it. If this happens, it's going to be the greatest moment of my life. Okay. I have had a great
2: life. That's really sad. I'm (laughs) sorry to hear that. Yeah. We'll just make sure your kids don't listen to this episode.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) So true. They'll never listen to any of this stuff. Um, It'll be in the archive records. People will be digging through this after the next Death Stranding. You'll be finding these little podcast clips Mm. hidden in the earth, like those memory chips. Um, Let's get out of here. Thank you, Rich, for being here from New York, Josh from Michigan. And of course I'm here from Montana And Shay coming in from Japan. Uh, We had to run and do Japan things. So uh, thank you for checking out the show. Again, if you want to support us, please go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Um, You can also look for our merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash swordchomp. And hopefully you enjoy the show and other further shows. It's going to be an incredible year. So we will see you next week for an all-new Chompcast.